0: Alright, Zane. Uh I I know you were real excited to do the Cartoni Awards, as always.
1: Nice a bit of stability in an ocean of endless chaos, the same thing every year that I can look forward to. Well, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned instability. <laughs> Not in a positive light, I think you'll find.
0: As I always am, uh because I have started I've got, gotten really into stocks lately. So oh. like I've I've set up like this whole day trading contraption that you can see here.
1: Oh god, there's a lot of colors and numbers bought, and yeah, letters. Yeah, I bought
0: the bigger monitor because uh, I didn't want to wear my glasses when I was when I was pouring through all this day trading that I'm about to do. And uh I figured we could use this to figure out what uh what which which cartoon characters we should invite to the Cartoni Awards this year.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean if if we do if we're successful enough, we won't need to even do the cartoni awards ever again we'll we'll be set for life well let, let's talk about the stocks can i talk to you about the
0: stocks Please i've talk been talk dying to talk stuff. to you about the stocks all day yes yeah, st- stonk me up i'm gonna stonk you up okay so check it out there's uh it, it's been looking like a uh, like a bear market in in the uh in the rugrats universe but i think that they're gonna get a big shipment in and uh you know we'll, we'll have to stock up on on diapers and lumps, yeah, in order to accommodate everything.
1: I mean, it, it's not. We know that claymation's not coming back, but the associated markets. I would expect a bear market to have something uh, of Yogi coming back.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I think that I think that Yogi uh, is is not historically speaking good ROI. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I tend to. Tr- but oh, you can see this uh, on the ticker. Um, looks like uh, Chip Coin, Chip Skylark Coin, the only <laughs> cryptocurrency. With a, with a beautiful singing voice, it looks like that's starting to be on the rise. So yeah, the only currency
1: guaranteed to whiten your teeth. My, my shiny stonks and me. <laughs> now, I, I'm seeing a couple more He-Man reboots that aren't doing the whole She-Ra thing. You're going to want to sell on those. Each, each successive one only gets worse.
0: Well, it, it's actually interesting because there's some insider trading between... Uh, She-Ra and then uh, also Batman uh, Accommodated by Lucius Fox and Alfred mm-hmm. from the Batman animated series, you know They're cooking the books on the side. So it's not really a fair game.
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah. but uh, but that you know, I'm sure Harley Quinn knows all about that you can you can you can do some side bets with her now I'm gonna recommend mm-hmm. that you buy uh, Futurama futures. I'm expecting those to go big but not for a while
0: Oh, I, I feel like that's just a scam to, uh, for, for selling short.
1: No, and, uh, leaving. Fox is going to come out with an 11th season. You watch.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I've been hearing whisperings from Bezos on his Twitter. I don't know if it's going to go that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you been hearing whisperings about a B-movie on its Twitter? I,
0: I, I have been see hearing whisperings on uh, spiceandwolf.com, uh, which is a blog where uh, you get the two different perspectives, kind of a back and forth on, you know, when it's when it's right to buy, when it's right to sell, when it's right to have a waifu.
1: Ben, there's never a bad time to have a waifu. I mean like See,
0: now that's what I thought. It's the
1: same thing as having a golden parachute. Like you want a you want a silver waifu.
0: <laughs> this is my silver waifu anniversary. <laughs> but yeah, uh they they did um they did a merger with the Orin High Host Club because uh you know, they that, that just the account behind that. There's just well, it's
1: it's also very easy on the eyes, but they know they
0: know a good amount of good amount of, uh, they know a good amount about the market. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh you know, Bluster Kong's Barrel Emporium is is, you know, his factory is getting up to speed. I can see huge growth in that area. Oh.
0: I, you got to be careful. He hasn't been audited seriously in like 10 years. Mm. He's uh been he's He's been pushing lately to liquidate all his assets.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean look at those assets I
0: think I think he's I, I think he's gonna skip Kong Island
1: <laughs> Yeah, where do you go to when you when you leave Kong Island? It's kind it's, of in the middle of nowhere It's got
0: the unique distinction of having more tax evasion than the Cayman Islands <laughs> Ooh. so
1: Yeah, somebody should tell Tweety Bird now I I find this all very complicated. I think I'm just gonna set mine up on an automated system. I'm gonna have Robot Jones handle that.
0: Oh that's a good idea. And maybe Jenny can uh, can can help look out for <laughs> not trusting a
1: high schooler with my finances. Well she saved Bobo to do it.
0: She's saved the world a good number of times. There's I mean, what difference is there really between a skilled economist and someone who wants to help the planet?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I see no difference here. <laughs> yeah, you know what?
0: Never mind. Maybe we better just do the Cartoni awards.
1: Uh, well, I mean, the market crashed, so we're gonna have to fall back on our old business anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: Jer- jerking each other off. <laughs> it's not really a business.
0: <laughs> it's it's more of a passion. If we got <laughs> money involved, it would cease to be. It would cease to be fun.
1: Yeah, check out our OnlyFans. Welcome to the. The annual cartoni awards welcome, welcome to the-, the knocker hole and i am alex super fan and guy who showed up do i get to introduce myself or do I, no we just not care nah. okay. i mean they, do they know who you are i'm josh You're... i did cool, cool stuff this year I, I became internet famous bitch and of course i'm aging backwards so that's very difficult to record around <laughs> and
0: this is the podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults and zane second of all chicken
1: sauce yep <laughs> free neck bolts neck bolts for the people for chicken in every pot a bolt in every neck 40 <laughs> acres and a mule and some neck bolts uh taxes i can't uh, believe you wiped your ass with our constitution he just like spirit punched a guy in the dick and they were all like that's rad let's get that guy
0: <laughs> <laughs> i gotta vote for spirit punch in the dick you he doing? teaches two tribal like leaders to rap battle to solve their differences again
1: i don't like that i don't i don't fucking want to be here <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is like, that's how I feel. <laughs> Do this, I like guy, this guy's relatable. i pick it up with this guy's putting down. You yeah. can have a beer with this guy. This guy's great because he's not smarter than us. Well,
0: you'd know, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. I understand the law more than <laughs> circumspectly through the realm
1: of Twitter. Uh, I understand your sickness. Go commit some more crimes. I can't live without you. This is the Tend bad future it. and we're surviving via piracy.
0: And Zane, it very well might be. There's,
1: Who knows? Like, it's,
0: it's a little hard to tell after a while where All the All opinions is. are bad,
1: including mine, so you can't <laughs> judge me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what point we were making, but good job. I want to talk about B-movie for a while. Let's talk about B-movie. If it pleased the court. <laughs> now, now, I'm just a country loyal. Now, explain this to me like I'm not on cocaine. You know, I never thought that gravity was for me. I, I feel like everyone else is just too tied down. You know, all the rules.
0: Also, if you're going to have rules, don't explain them. You're young and dumb. You're naive and <laughs>
1: innocent. You don't know any of the pain of the world, and so I discount you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I didn't, didn't say that so that you could actually pick it apart, okay? <laughs> I, was... I hate to agree with you on anything. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Is this what it's like to be you? It's a bad game for dumb people. (laughs) Yes, you specifically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you, you, the person listening to this. We don't really have a point. We just hate you. And you're also an idiot. You're also an idiot. You should be
0: afraid of everything. You should be fearful of every
1: single aspect of your life.
0: (laughs) And it shocks and horrifies me that you'd have the temerity
1: to argue otherwise. Yes, this is a problem with me. That's from fucking Lizzie McGuire. God damn. Okay, we're not calling me out on Lizzie McGuire today. That's not what we're doing. That's not why we're here. This is all we are doing. (laughs) I'm already in a weird mood and. Enough. like don't get me started on my feelings on automatic toilets <laughs> what, what am i uncovering
0: in you Zane? okay this isn't me just
1: liking bad things like it's awful not though. just you liking bad things
0: <laughs> yeah that's an element that's clearly there like i've got a very specific set of objectives right now and they're
1: all to demean the people around me the internet has ruined all of us
0: yeah and, just and in I, different ways <laughs> just like i'm gonna be mad at everyone and racist forever i mean you still can right? be that just like bunker, you right? know, yeah, you know mitigate why can't I say the N-word to, uh, <laughs> why not indeed? I'm racist against elves. Does this metaphor work? Not no. at all. It's exceedingly unhealthy, and it's all I could do. I'm <laughs> just Osmosis looking at him like, just...
1: this can't go on. Absolutely not. I want to say horrible. it gets better, but, you know. He just kind of goes, yeah, fuck it. Let's just let these fuckers die. I,
0: these yeah. roller coasters might give you blood clots. It's very unlikely. <laughs> but...
1: And also, I'm not getting into any of those slow death traps. Great, check. What else? A gun. Gary, what are you talking about? Gun. We need gun. Okay, if I get a gun, I can murder him. And that's you know, that's kind of all I want. And we see her develop on that. And then they murder him, right? He's dead. The show keeps shooting me. Yeah, um, mutual suicide. In any case, <laughs> we need to move
0: on. Okay. JFK assassination, socks game, same thing. <laughs> Alternatively, and this is much more sinister. And then instead of shuffleboard at at, at three
1: p.m., you have a full scale demon invasion on your boat. <laughs> That's a lot of boat charisma, Zane. We're going to put you in front of a fish tribunal for fish crimes. They're
0: being steamed unto crab.
1: (laughs) John Travolta, in the context of this universe, of course, being some sort of like giant squid. And
0: lo and behold, (laughs) some real interesting flesh golems pop out. It's definitely something on the troglodyte spectrum. All we know about the participants is that that one looks kind of craggly. And this one is real good at dodgeball. Yeah, but if one side was gorillas and the other side was crocodiles, I'd want to know more.
1: You know? <laughs> oh, please tell me. There's giant bees, you say. This is no box full of bees, Holmes. <laughs> and it's like, one of these is not a human. I'm not yeah. sure which. <laughs> so, someone's invading territory. It's... All right, well, that goat demon is stealing some eggs. They're, they're not he, my eggs. Minding his own business. Not my eggs, not my problem. Also, the dog just turned into a hammer. I don't know if that's a pro or con. <laughs> This
0: dog is having a great time licking his nuts. Well, and
1: why is this do. dog trying to point out horrifying
0: shit to me? You don't need to make a dog that hourglass.
1: She's just a yeah. focus of the male gaze. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. She get, she him, I don't know, man. Those hips. Notice me, senpai.
0: Yep, and and I noticed, but that's not enough, is it? She's a cat girl supremacist. Wouldn't she's, you be if you were one? I'm not here to pay a dowry. I'm here to make a connection.
1: Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where is the anime and body pillows? Do you
0: have any idea how many horny Sonic fans there are? Listen.
1: They've got, got money. Many.
0: Yeah, they've got money and they clearly spend it in bad ways. I don't Why know. Why is this dog so hot? <laughs> She's um uh the 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 spice girl, the one that falls asleep a lot. In in food no sex mode. <laughs> that 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 fucker who lived alone. They drank a lot, Hemingway. I cannot is, imagine
1: the fan art that combines everything you just
0: said. <laughs> I didn't quite know what sort of porn was coming my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's definitely some sort. It could easily be anything. I don't know whether they want me to laugh or cry. Or get horny. A pervert clown is going to tell me that the action of hunting a eight-year-old boy is making him very hard.
1: The man knows sex. You know, he wheezes the juice or whatever. Sounds erotic. I, guess, I mean, I guess they're not all sports, sporting massive erections if that's what you mean. Uh, that's. I mean, that's close to my point.
0: <laughs> yeah, the... let's let's limp that
1: dong up a bit. His dick's out, and they didn't bother to do anything about it because it was the '70s, and everybody's dick was out.
0: Uh, It's an interesting take. It's not uh, a fuck club. I'm I'm almost certain that it's an emotional fuck club. I keep telling you that it's not a fuck club. There's two
1: good little boys and everybody else is an erotic rabbit of some sort. In the game or in the show? In real life. Like, oh, this is a sex thing. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting.
0: I want the sex because sex is what TV pedals... But I don't have any money, so I can't buy the sex. Where can I stockpile some sex?
1: I'm I'm horny to learn.
0: <laughs> Ew. Ace is high. <laughs> I got big brain and big
1: dick energy. <laughs> I dare you to fight either. I got brain dick energy over here. Oh, she got pregnant from the devil. It's <laughs> it's half rite of passage, half midlife crisis. The the term fever French. dream is not sufficient. Oh yeah, like why? Just, just the
0: notion of any of them.
1: Why are they did,
0: How did how did this get here?
1: How did this happen? How
0: did, how, did, happen? How, did how, how and why did anyone do anything
1: here? <laughs> Little too much seventy, not enough thirty. You know what I mean.
0: I don't. You all remember that one time that Humphrey Bogart proposed while on the toilet? It's the same kind of thing. You're telling me this energy gets around? Yucks for the memories, I say. Brain God.
1: surgery was big in the 90s.
0: And then we just get a lot of, a lot of things. A lot of things just happen. But there was time now. There
1: be there, <laughs> there will have been time then. Have you ever seen 30 years of burnout hit a man in two days? <laughs> sure. Does it? No! <laughs> How could it? I don't know. All this stuff is happening in a localized area to me specifically.
0: Most of the time it's boring, <laughs> sometimes it's terrifying. Yes.
1: Like that, <laughs> welcome to being an adult. A lot of farting. It's all cool new. shapes, new colors. You've never smelled mustard before. Parents, saturate your children with feelings.
0: <laughs> like, oh no, I just farted in a way that sounds like a small child's voice from in a bag.
1: We're all somebody's children, and that <laughs> somebody is Fred Rogers.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're raising your children for, but it's not my place to ask. Wait!
1: Can um, I give him twenty dollars and the train ticket.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow, you gotta you're like getting them. robbed Sweet. blind,
1: and I respect that without finding it good to look at. <laughs> it, how can I respect something without respecting it? Is there is there a word
0: for that? Give me give me word, oh. Zane. Like you convince me, I have disdain for this human, but, but I, <laughs> uh, this was not my goal. Uh, how do we end this? Do we make out? Do we like? What do we do? I think we could we could literally talk about this forever, but let's I think do it. To, no, let's
1: I not. Think, no, 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 I think For it's no, time not. to. No, I'm hungry. What he meant is we can't do that. Oh, In any case, this oh. was <laughs> if we must. I think we must.
0: Okay, I'm going to be starting a different podcast what with uh, our co friend Pod Boy. <laughs> Gary Lane, Good friend Podboy, <laughs> he's our Podboy. I, I Did does, does that sound like a sentence? No, not really. And as always, if you would like to go and uh, review uh, five star, yeah, riddle you me can, this. Uh, you can riddle me this, so that more people can listen to my feelings on uh, <laughs> everything and how strongly I feel it. Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome to the Cartoncast. My name is Ben, and my name is Zane. And would you surprise you to know we're still <laughs> doing this? Yeah, that time continues to march forward, and we don't really have anything else going on.
0: I always think it's going to juke, but it just goes for the goes for the line drive.
1: It just continues to jive.
0: I know, good couplet, um, and yeah, it's the Cartoni Awards again, our annual uh, ritual hazing ritual, like I, it, par- Broadly festivity. There's got to be. Is there a term for a codependent hazing ritual? Marriage. A. Um, <laughs> but whatever that is, that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and and we're just getting better. You know, it's we, we just know too many more things than before.
0: The number keeps going up. We can't Mono- stop. Monotonically it. increasing number of years.
1: I'm stonking over here.
0: <laughs> we're all stonking today. Uh, but yeah, for those who do not know. We do this every year. We talk about the things that we've looked at in the past year and rank them based on metrics, and uh, <laughs> you can all listen to it, and um, we'll, we'll, one of us will say some metric that we'll give uh, the other person three choices on, and the other person is kind of like uh, apples to apples back and forth. We're going to kind of discuss it with each other and see where we end up.
1: Yeah, and, and we haven't had as many, you know, uh, like, classic-type episodes this past year as, as in previous. So we're going to get a little weird with some of these categories. Yes, I was very sad.
0: So so that's uh, that's that's part of the reason. Uh, mm-hmm. But we did still have fun doing this show, and we still did a lot of episodes. We also have fans who contribute to uh, our—both bo- uh, telling us which shows to watch— and also commenting for the Cartoni Awards. So mm-hmm. thank you, Stevie and Alex, for all your contributions. That's right, Alex. There's a new super fan on the block, and they also <laughs> have a name that
1: I remember. We we don't we don't need to Do make this race antagonistic. Them? We should raise <laughs> them. Don't bring anybody else into our antagonism.
0: <laughs> how many how many
1: the hazing ritual?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a difficult quadrangle. And thanks to, to all of our guests,
1: we had a nice smattering of them this year
0: absolutely we had nick we had dan we had phil we had uh super fan alex we had josh uh yeah so zane you want to start us off with our first category well ben our first category is a classic this mm. is
1: best conspiracy theory
0: Zane, i didn't i didn't read too much into this would you like to set it up
1: <clears throat> yeah you know i i uh I listened through everything, and I wrote them all down, and then I accidentally threw out the paper you and forgot. You did so much more work than I did. <laughs> so, here's what I vaguely remember slash have been reminded of. So, conspiracy theory number one, Donkey Kong Country. Now, we all know who the villain of Donkey Kong Country is, right? It's King K. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Bluster oh? Kong is the real villain. His industrialization of the island is more dangerous than King K. Rool's attempts to steal a crystal coconut, which, as far as I can tell, doesn't do anything useful. Uh, and Blusterkong is uh, a greater danger to the island. He is trying to change their way of life, and he is doing so in a way to uh, steal Candy's affection. Um, so he is the true villain, and King K. is merely a puppet uh, monarch. Okay,
0: okay. That makes sense to me, even though I don't Particularly, like, being reminded of Donkey Kong Country, the animated series.
1: Ooh, this is going to be a rough uh, cartoon Awards Yeah, <laughs> I know. I have a
0: couple <laughs> on my on my roster as well. Uh,
1: next up, we have from Code Lyoko. So, XANA uh, was the villain in there, terrorizing Lyoko. But what if, Ben, Jeremy made up XANA? He he created this uh, uh, cybernetic ghoul in order to manufacture a crisis to force Aelita into the real world as his perfect synthetic girlfriend. I, I do remember conjuring this one and it makes sense right because we didn't find a lot of redeeming traits in jeremy um what you and it seems like something he could do what do you mean <laughs> um and he didn't you know he he didn't seem to go into Lioko very often right he he once he could get aylita out of there he's like okay it's all done now <laughs> i have what i want he's he's a sociopath he he. He's a sociopath that
0: works best with machines and not around people. And like, have you seen Mr. Robot?
1: No, I've heard good things.
0: Yeah, it's it is good, and it's it's kind of around that concept. Uh, obviously, the very the plot details are extremely different, but it's got um, uh, uh, Rami Malek as the hmm. as the main guy and as the just,
1: titular Mr. Robot.
0: As the titular or Mister, yeah.
1: Well, our uh, third conspiracy theory comes from Firebreather. mm Hmm so in this one the plot is uh duncan's mom falls in love with belloc and uh you know kind of tames the beast long enough for there to become uh, a ceasefire between the kaiju and the humans
0: now zane what 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 are the mechanics of said taming of the beast do they get into that in the
1: movie no that's gonna be in a later category Um, (laughs) very tantalizingly evade that in this conspiracy theory she's you know she doesn't fall in love with him, right? The the idea of her seeing this guy on TV and be like, "I got to get that." It, she's an operative, right? This this shadow organization that has no real clear rules or even in, like clear set of like what their responsibilities are. Uh, she she is an operative. She is sent with the express purpose of honeypotting Belloc.
0: Okay, yeah, this, these these are some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with Donkey Kong Country. Now. Uh, bluster kong look it takes two to tango right this is a classic military industrial complex is it the military or is it the industry that is to blame and it's both for you know
1: uh for for allowing the other one to exist The, the military on its own lacks teeth the industry on its own can still cause a lot of problems nevertheless
0: uh it is it is the military that is the more imminent threat in any given episode um so I I think that I had to discard that one simply because there's 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 more villainous. Wait. Wait, this was about conspiracy theories. Shit. All right, let me try yeah, it. He's playing you. I don't know how much of a conspiracy the Bluster Kong was the was I guess like is the conspiracy that he's double dealing behind DK's back. That's actually really good. <laughs> Cuz like alligators are are famously poor technicians. So they mm-hmm. would need uh, they would need Bluster Kong's industry in order. Like, where else do those TNT barrels come from?
1: Yeah, so like he's he's manufacturing this race war so that he can sell to both sides. Because where's K. Rule getting his tech?
0: It, it's got to... Yeah, it, it not <laughs> not from scientists, not from engineers, <laughs> not from from cranky Kong. He, and his senility he promotes people off. based on their mouth size, Zane.
1: Yeah, he's 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 got a limited view of the world.
0: He's he's, he's just a very classic. Uh, He's, he's a very classic warlord. He just promotes from within the beefiest men, or in this case, the most, the most toothsome Kremlings.
1: Kremlings was the word. And, you know, no matter how beefy or toothsome you are, you can't beat DK unless you got somebody on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and was that Funky Kong? We'll
0: never know. Yeah, that's a pretty good conspiracy theory. I think the Fire Breather one is less good simply because... There, there was less plot details to kind of go
1: with it. <laughs> it's amazing that Fire Breather had less clear plot than Donkey Kong Country.
0: Well, yeah, the, I mean, it spoke to more in the in Donkey Kong Country, like this big, uh, this big dark spot in the lore. It's very easy to fill in. Mm-hmm. Whereas the dark spot in Fire Breather is, wait, she was a member of the hashtag Resistance. Wait, yeah, where was and why? what was what was the war even? Wait, how exactly did. Honey you're saying him. you're saying
1: that the basic structure of Firebreather doesn't allow for conspiracy theory because of how flimsy it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's too many jigsaw puzzle pieces I need to put in in order mm. to make it work. You mm. know, the the classic conspiracy theory is one that requires very little effort and pays great dividends. Gotcha. So I don't think that one's it. Uh remind me what the third one was? Code Lioko. Leoborn, yeah. Um so K- Code Leoko, I mean, as a you know, as somebody who is familiar with like nice guy terminology and like the way in which they're manipulative. Like that this this conspiracy theory appeals to me a lot.
1: <laughs> it's it's more modern than the show, so it's a nice little like you wouldn't even think of this at the time.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. It's oh god, yeah, and but but Ulrich or, I mean, um, Jeremy is so possessive of this person that it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine that they're not created by him. And also, yeah. Zana is a poor villain. Yeah, so no, it doesn't
1: make sense. Unclear motivations. And, and you know, Jeremy's are always bad. the one saying like. You know we we can't let anybody know about this this like why not what's the problem (laughs) with telling like the principal what's going on
0: yeah or 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 uh the 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 gym coach chester uh (laughs) jimbo that's right
1: (laughs) chester
0: i because he had a big chest i don't remember why (laughs) oh yeah of course ever that's 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 the requirement um hmm which one do i like which one is a better conspiracy theory it's it's almost in Bluster Kong's case it's almost not a conspiracy. It's almost like right there on the page. I think that it's got to go to Code Lyoko just for the inventiveness that that brings out of the story that it yeah. very badly needed.
1: It it adds a lot with just a slight perse- uh, perspective shift.
0: And it's it's a character that we don't have anything don't have anywhere else to put him. <laughs> so you know that 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 uh, that is helpful in more ways than one. Yeah, Code Lioko.
1: All right, then. What do you have for categories?
0: Okay. Uh, the next category is the biggest ship that the show didn't do. <laughs> now, this so we're, we're we,
1: talking about boats again this year.
0: We're talking about boats. We're talking about two characters within a particular medium in a particular show that we really feel like had some chemistry, but the show didn't ship them as such. It I focused its attention in more heteronormative or in the case of on High Host Club, homonormative ways.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So, um, the first one is also Code Lyoko. Sure. Ulrich and Oddwell are, that. it's like the very, it's just like a very classic odd couple, kind of, um, kind of, kind of gay partnership, like the stereotypical, one of them's really off the walls and zany and and high energy and performative masculinity and
1: and the other one has no clear personality traits.
0: Yeah, so the, very clearly co- closeted. Um, and, you know, Oddwell is just kind of waiting for him to for, for him to kind of take notice of him. He's always mm-hmm. hanging on people. He's hanging on, on Ulrich a good amount of the time. Sure. Uh, you know, so I, I think that he's trying to push his buttons, trying to get a love confession going. All righty. Uh, next one is Senku and Sukasa. From Dr. Ooh. Stone <laughs> now you're talking. so Senku and Sukasa have no like there's 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 no
1: heterosexual urges in either of them. There's no sexual ur- urges in either of them as far as I can tell
0: there there's there's not a lot of overt sexual urges, but there is a very what what's the word? it it, every interaction between the two of them you know you have that classic shonen rival slash lover kind of uh energy going on between them and it's always so intimate you know like there's Mm -hmm. a scene where they're talking to each other about their passions and then Sukasa kind of like smiling tears in his eyes saying i'm gonna kill you right now but i'll make it quick you know like there's like a (laughs) there's there's a romance here somewhere to Mm -hmm. unpack yep um and, you know, to say nothing of the fact that both of them are laser focused for the better part of a year on what the other one's up to. I understand that there are narrative <laughs> reasons for it. But that's what What's was he happening.
1: What's doing over there? If only I had a, you know, if only I could call him on his cell phone, you know, just, <laughs> just catch up, you know.
0: And the last one is Fred Lowe and any consenting adult in Outlaw Star. <laughs>
1: Or or a child, perhaps. No, see, that, Zane, here's the problem. Because
0: it <laughs> had a happen. lot of sexuality from him toward Jim, the child, mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Star himself, <laughs> whatever his name was, Gene. Starman. Yeah, the Starman, Star-Lord, um, who wasn't feeling it. So, no. like, two big rejections, and he's very assertive and aggressive about it, which is, you know, unfortunately how... Uh, gay people were portrayed back then yeah yeah and he was the best character on the show and it wasn't close and i (laughs) wanted i wanted to see him in a loving relationship instead of this ew girls ooey kind of kind of yeah yeah kind of nonsense that was going on interesting and it would have been easy to do they weren't doing anything else
1: yeah yeah as far as i can tell that show didn't have really anything going on like you were just kind of sitting around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, so I don't know I don't, if you
0: have any other ones, but uh, those were the three that I came to.
1: No, those are good. I, I don't think I'm going to go with Lilioko, um, partially because, like, you know, that relationship, uh, it, it came across better in the live-action version I watched. It Odd is a good bit younger than everybody else, and it's a lot more of that, like, you know, mentor, like, older figure, kind of like, you know, friendship love kind of thing.
0: Uh, sure. Like glomming
1: onto to somebody who like, oh man, this guy, this guy is what I want to be. I just can't suppress my natural weirdness. Like,
0: I guess that tracks with the fact that Ulrich is considered the popular one, and Oddwell very much is not.
1: Well, both things that are weird to me. <laughs> but I don't get a lot out of you know putting them together like that. I thought that the you know uh, will they won't they of Ulrich and uh, Yumi was was not bad actually. You know, compared to 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 a lot of other like teen romance plots.
0: Yeah, it was okay. I I really read into it. The, I mean, like this is just a a year of me reading into homoerotic urges. You know, I guess I just really read into the fact that or or uh, Odwell was constantly hanging off his shoulder. Sure. And just like very, but you know that that's something that that should also be. They they were all very
1: close in that show.
0: That should all, yeah, that should, that's something that should also be normalized is, like, male physical affection that isn't gay. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Now. I
0: I buy it. I buy your heteronormative read on an anime of all things. (laughs) Of all
1: things. From all people. Um,
0: By the way. It's all anime for this category because, of course, it is. It's, we're talking about shipping. I didn't yeah. include Oron High Host Club. Zane, do you know why?
1: Everything shipped forever. And,
0: yeah, they did it in the show. <laughs> they
1: they, they <laughs> it's already had it all. It's all huh? over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Senku and Tsukasa, I think, is a really interesting one because it does sort of, you know, w- when, when we uh, when we recorded about it, we hadn't seen much of the second season. Mm-hmm. But now that the second season had come out and there, there is... That Kind of the growth of that relationship where they they respect each other, they care for each other. Uh,
0: They are, quote-unquote, together on the same side by the the end of that arc.
1: Yeah, oh, I thought we were just too different, but really it's the the similarities that bind us.
0: Go ahead and try to tell me that the end of season two was not crazy intimate. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was. It was very sweet.
0: Everybody left the cave, being like, "We got to give him a moment. Like, th- this is a conversation that they have to have with each other, with no bystanders around,
1: to, <laughs> with, no to, around. with no one around, no one around." Dim the lights. It's it's really like a weird love at first sight thing because they didn't spend a lot of time with each other in the context of the show. You know, like Senku just likes brawny boys. <laughs> <laughs> just like this guy's an idiot. He's really strong, and then you're like, "Ooh, this guy's a poet, but he's a bit of a bastard." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Betty uh, and Veronica of Doctor Stone. Get, I get a lot out of this one just because those two are so uh sexless in the in the show, you know? It's
0: more romantic than sexual for Doctor Stone.
1: It is. You could see them like having long conversations, kind of understanding each other's worldview a bit better.
0: I know um, so many people on my Facebook thread who would be happy to uh to to to, to draw this shit up on um
1: on <laughs> Good
0: full <laughs> splash page image. Um,
1: so and then uh, Fred Low. God, it's Ben. It's so hard for me to talk about Outlaw Star because I re- I retained so little from it. Yeah, um, me too. But Fred Low as a character, I really like, and I would have liked to have seen more of him. I don't get as much from any ships from him because that was such a pronounced feature of his uh, character. Yeah,
0: it's. Well, the the, que- the 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 question on the table is the biggest ship that the show didn't do. Yeah,
1: but there's not like who else in the show would work.
0: I suppose that maybe like a main villain or something. I don't know. I guess Cause, you're because he
1: because he hits on the two guys from the Outlaw Star. The only two men, yes. And then, yeah. Well, like who were the other characters? Like Hot Ice Hilda. That doesn't count. The cactus. No. I I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's like the a cactus man. No cactus. Um and like I I I do want to see Fred Lowe in more things. What about the the, the uh, Dragon Wizard cult? I I want Fred Lowe to have like a oh, what's like a cameo in Spice and Wolf, like a season where he's like displaced in time and space. Oh, and, absolutely. Like that would be really good.
0: And like I mean not that we needed more reasons for uh, Mrs. Wolf to get Sundari at uh, Craft <laughs> Services, Lawrence himself, right? But you know, yeah. may, maybe maybe uh, maybe a new perspective would uh, would bring something to the table.
1: So yeah, I th- I think you know the show couldn't do good good ships with him because he should be shipped into other things. Uh, yeah, so,
0: yeah. It, it, once he gets shipped with something, it's kind of
1: is a new show. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Doctor Stone. I want to okay. see Senku and Tsukasa continue to develop.
0: I'm I'm telling you, man. Like there is after
1: spoilers occur.
0: I've I've rewatched it a number of times, and like upon rewatch, I it is hard not to see some <laughs> like it is very not romantic. What was the word? The intimate. Like all of their yeah. conversations are so intimate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The strong like emotions mm-hmm. that he doesn't have toward a lot of people.
0: And they're they're very um, earnest with each other. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: And Ben, uh, speaking of Sukasa, although he's not, he didn't make my short list. Uh, no, I'm but gonna... he grabbed you by the short hairs. <laughs> I I have a category that we haven't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. This is most charismatic villain. Ooh, the we, we... Captain Long John Silver. Captain Long John Silver, Jack Spicer, the Dragon of Metal. <laughs> the Dragon of Metal. It's still, it's still cool. <laughs> so, Charismatic Villains, which which villains did you love to see just eating, chewing the scenery, living it up? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, first off, we have uh Killface from Frisky Dingo. Now, <laughs> arguably a villain, but I think you'll find extremely <laughs> fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Both in terms of like him doing his villain's speech just like wandering himself down a thought process or just in the little like the little side conversations he has with people yeah like from minute two
0: you're just <laughs> taught to love this character so much and do the, things he do,
1: the things he does, does don't it. matter like you can't you can't hate him for it we're happy with this backdrop <laughs> Um, next up we have, um, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic, uh, the Jim Carrey himself.
0: (laughs) That's right.
1: I, I changed the category a little, you know, originally in the first season he was affable villain. I wouldn't say he's affable. He's damned charismatic. You could watch this man be like petty and spiteful for days.
0: Yeah. We talked a lot about his big brain dick energy. Perfect casting. Mm Mm-hmm. He's very good. One of the standout moments of that whole movie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, from Donkey Kong Country, King K. who, like, I thought this was a very strong portrayal. And, you know, a bit of his, like, King K. Rool and other media blends in. Like, the internet has loved this guy forever based on very little evidence. But I think...
0: I mean, you have this, all the evidence you need right there.
1: Yeah. But in this show, he's, like, actually... Like, he was, he was the best to see whenever he came on. You know, in a world where everybody has horrible voices and, like inconsistent or uninteresting character traits this guy steals the show with his like cape and bravado
0: he did have like a very um a very british dictation affect to him which is a good way to make a villain yeah yeah so you know all of his dialogue came through as though he was doing
1: you know alas poor yorick monologues yeah i mean have you ever gone to a play and one actor is just Heads and shoulders above everybody else. It oh yeah, really, this really is a weird, stands out.
0: This is a weird poll, but there was a, a, a long time ago. I watched um, a fan made Mega Man movie.
1: I'm actually familiar with what you're talking about,
0: and the Doctor Wiley character was the reason to watch it. He was just mm-hmm. so much fun. So yeah, I, I get what you mean, and yeah, it's it's starting to come back to me that that all of all of the all of the all, all the posturing and all the like the the really extremely flamboyant like hands on hips and like uh mincing around that he does. Mm-hmm. Mincing is the word. He just <laughs> minces from place to place. Yeah. Alright, so we got uh remind me though three categories Okay. Kinkarule.
1: Robotnik and killface.
0: Robastard. <laughs> Hang on. I thought that there was wasn't there one of them that was Maximilian Pegasus?
1: <laughs> um, like, not essentially? That I, uh, I feel.
0: remember. I feel like there was somebody who was basically Maximilian Pegasus. I mean,
1: you've done that voice on a number of occasions.
0: Was I? Perhaps I wasn't. Perchance to dream, Zane. <laughs> that doesn't apply here. All right. So there was King Karul, uh, Dr. Robotnik, Killface. Mr. Face. Let's see here. Yeah, so Charismatic made the biggest impact. Something that I struggle with 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 villains is, or or with people in general, is Mm. when the actor clearly has a lot of energy, like a lot of portrayal, and yet they are too difficult for me to... Like, I, I dislike the affect of the person as though I would interact with it in real life do you know what i mean like yeah if i'm watching the office i can't watch steve carell even though he's doing a good job yeah yeah he's just there's too much antipathy toward the way he engages with the world that i I can't get into it Mm -hmm. dr robotnik is definitely he's he's so much larger than life and everybody else treats him like the anomaly in the world as opposed to Sonic that um <laughs> that he gets around that issue pretty pretty gracefully. Kink rule, I do like the affect, but I I don't think that he's like, I had to be reminded why I found him charismatic, so he just didn't leave as strong of an impression, I think. So I got mm-hmm. I think I gotta leave Donkey Kong Country out of this one. Even though I do wanna hear a banana Slamma intro. <laughs> Killface so Frisky Dingo is a deconstruction of this of the hero villain framework you know so like he's not really a villain as such is he
1: uh who else would be a villain
0: ev- ev- i mean he is a villain in the same way that everyone <laughs> in that show is a villain
1: yeah it's, it's a world without redeeming characters
0: yeah except for
1: i don't know wendell, wendell? <laughs> it's not wendell. No, no 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 not
0: not wendell um, I don't I don't mean Wendell. I meant Simon.
1: Oh, sure, I guess.
0: Children are blameless, Zane. Mhm. Even, you know, uh Frank and Golem children. Or whatever his species he is.
1: That that's big of you to say. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> really mean, taking a strong stance here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just trying to help out the uh Frank and Golem community, I Apparently, am.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take up that cause.
0: So, do do I find? I want to see Kill that face? flag. I'm getting too caught up in the terminology. Do I find K- Killface more or less charismatic than Drew Carey on a Bender?
1: Jim Drew carey Drew Carey is a different. Drew job. Carey on a <laughs> do a very different job as Doctor Robotnik.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: rocks. Green
0: hills rocks. Um. Mm. I think killface is more charismatic (laughs) he he really does make the show like without him it's just a bunch of weird gags he's the only character that i can really kind of get into Mm -hmm. and his his fascination with modern pop culture being the driving force behind him not really having his heart in the domination business it's just so beautiful it's so beautifully elegant of a way to lower the stakes
1: yeah so that he can still be as evil and powerful as ever but like you root for him because he still feels like an underdog just because like the world is insane
0: I, and we're yeah. all underdogs yeah i i mean there's a lot to dig into because he he's doesn't just get trained. what he wants <laughs> yeah he did he's he's naive about the world but everyone else is stupider and that's just a very fun combination when he's like that that's not a thing is it <laughs> and then they just rattle off some pop culture knowledge The fact that he loves dog park Yeah, it's gotta to go to Killface. Why does it say welcome to you are doom? I, what yeah, does that even mean and I, why for god's sakes Is doom in quotes? I don't know Is, is this some sort of ironic doom? I, is the wink implied? You know, I don't know No, it isn't <laughs> He's just too much fun not to watch
2: Hmm.
0: Yep, yep all right, Zane, you ready for the next one? Yeah. So next category is most visceral reaction.
1: Was I'm not sure if this is if this counts, but uh, when I saw Sonic's teeth in the original trailers, does that count?
0: <laughs> I mean, like I didn't have that big of a reaction to it because we make it
1: in, but God, we I, all I mean, felt that.
0: It was annoying, but no, no more so than any of these following. Ooh. So. Uh, first up, Beavis and Butthead, and this Just was, <laughs> it, it was, this one was something that you had a real visceral reaction to. I
1: was, I was dying. <laughs>
0: I you, yeah, yeah, you hated it. It it was a laser targeted movie to your weaknesses as an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't mind it and I actually found a lot of it funny, so maybe this doesn't apply quite as much to me but uh you were so not into it the entire and that made for a fun episode cuz i got to try to convince you of something that you were not going to be convinced on mm-hmm. but uh, i don't have to remind you just how much you hated it
1: I, you really don't
0: <laughs> next up uh, early flash animation this mm. was a bo- this was a then this was an unshelled segment that we yeah, did yeah special yep talking about uh, various flash animations that uh, kind of died with the you know, just the, the, the turning of the eons.
1: Yeah, leave them in the unmarked grave.
0: <laughs> yep. It's marked now. You've seen that gif.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm guessing this is like, you know, your foamies, your your badger badgers. Just like the early stuff that didn't hold up. That was mm-hmm. just a viral for memes sake. Most visceral reaction.
0: Positive Ooh. and negative.
1: Yeah, I guess so it we had...
0: We watched a couple of things that we were pretty much in that we were pretty into. I mean, Bitey of Brackenwood is of course amazing. Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny age is fine. We mm-hmm. had the Trogdor in there. So we also had a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, and a lot of eh, it doesn't really hold up that well things. <laughs> Alright. Uh, and the last one is Harley Quinn. Ooh. Because again, most visceral reaction. You I you had not seen it before. I had. And I I had to convince you to give it a couple episodes, and you did. And then we watched all of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the Harley Quinn thing is like, it's, it's you know, the visceral kind of goes in a couple of different ways. Because the, the hilarious, like, the Joker yelling at Bruce Wayne because he put a down payment on an electric car, <laughs> and they they didn't deliver on the electric car, like, that hits in a way... I've like animated comedy doesn't hit like that. <laughs> um, what is
0: this? 120 proof. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> I'm not getting fucked up on a Wednesday. And then the other part of the visceral aspect is it's like, 130. Ooh, there's a lot of brutal violence in this one. <laughs> hmm. Mm. So like to the
0: point at which like Queen of Fables comes around and everybody else is just like, "Yeah, we were we're evil, but we're not that evil."
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a bit much. You, you, we're <laughs> this is for fun. This is <laughs> this is a hobby.
0: I guess so, I can put a fourth one in there too if you consider I'm curious.
1: To, I'm curious to hear what you got.
0: Uh the other one that we hated, Bobby's World. Hmm. Because I, I know you had a, a strong bounce off of that one, even though I the, found it. The
1: visceral reaction there was against Howie Mandel.
0: Oh, oh okay. Uh, you got personal beef now. <laughs> it's not
1: personal. It's like I saw his early stand-up and I didn't like it. That sounds um, personal. Like I guess I hate his person. If, yeah. By person, you mean the character. And then later and also on, the also the person. The person who made the
0: character and his voice, yeah.
1: Yeah, the circumstances that led to it, the world that allows it. So I guess, um, let's see, so early Flash animation, you know, how much of that was visceral and how much of it was nostalgic, right? Because, you know, stuff that I hadn't seen before, the negative stuff that was visceral, we're talking uh, Mr. Salad Fingers, we're talking Foamy, uh, we're talking uh, that third thing that I didn't like.
0: (laughs) Uh, Madness Combat? No, that one was okay.
1: No, it was like, uh, oh, uh, Badger Badger.
0: Oh, God. Fuck Badger Badger in the face with a
1: badger. Yeah, so the... <laughs> Get I think the by like own does So like um, Just keep hoisting him. Yeah, so the positive parts were nostalgic. The negative parts were visceral. Um, and they're visceral by dint of me watching it, you know, modernly. Mm-hmm. And then the first one, oh, Beavis and Butthead. You know, it's it's not so much... With Beavis and Butthead, it's not so much that I viscerally hate them for them. It's because <laughs> everybody else is getting something from them that I just don't understand. And it makes me... Like, the reason I hate them requires me to think about the world at large. Hmm. And the reason I hate Mr. Salad Fingers or whatever his name is, is because I'm looking at this thing. Yeah, and he's like... He's just, He's healing voices telling me about his spoons. <laughs>
0: we hold these fingers to be self-evidently weird and and repulsive.
1: Yeah, so so the early flash stuff, like, you know, it, it hits you on both the visual level and on the cognitive level. Um and Beavis and Butthead does as well, but there I can kind of forgive it the passage of time.
0: Remember, we're we're talking most visceral. Which one gave you the stronger knee jerk revulsion or appreciation response?
1: In Beavis and Butthead. I knew going into it, it'd be rough. And the rough parts, to be fair, didn't start until like a couple minutes in.
0: (laughs) In what way is that fair? It's a movie.
1: (laughs) Flash. The whole video is a couple minutes long. And I'm getting... Oh, if you're lucky. And I know exactly what I'm getting after like five seconds. So I think the Flash animation is taking it. It's time for uh, one of our favorites. Who would win in a fight? I would. Oh, never mind then. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm, I'm using my persona from a different podcast. Go on. Yeah, your
1: persona non grata. Yes. <laughs> so the question here uh, this year, a little bit of a spin on it it's who would win in a team fight?
0: Hmm. We're State doing your teams.
1: Terms. We're doing teams here.
0: State your terms.
1: So teams of you know four or five people, and it's going to be like like a team battle. And I don't want mm. you don't have to think too much about the individual like interactions, but just as a general rule, how are these teams going to handle e- themselves against each other?
0: I've been rewatching High Q on the on the one screen <laughs> while I was playing the newest set of Magic Online, and mm-hmm. um, everything about the teamwork of the, that is such a good damn show. <laughs> and but 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 my brain is just constantly thinking. Teamwork thoughts, and also Tanaka just screaming. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. that's his only <laughs> setting.
1: Just like, what if we all got along and worked together toward a great goal and, like, loved each other, man? <laughs> ah!
0: Suck it, nerd!
1: Well, these, these teams are a little less wholesome. Mm. So, first off uh, in this team fight is the Outlaw Star team. Okay. You've got Gene Starwin. playing as a base. Gun. We have... Frendo, child, uh, Jim, Jim. Uh, doing doing the backup and uh, you know B- support role. Winry
0: Rockwell, yeah, Rockwell. We got we
1: got Sword Lady, we got Cat Girl. We I'm got, sure that they exist. Yes, we got uh, a psychic woman who's a pilot for a ship, mm-hmm. also naked. Uh, yep, that I bet. Then I think that went without saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we have this ragtab crew who's able to uh, come together to take down uh, enemies. I must know. Does Hot Ice Hilda contribute? So she can be like the backup, like, you know, the 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 anchor leg, like, oh, the chips are all down, Hot Ice Hilda's coming in hot with, uh, you know, with with some uh, strafing fire.
0: Okay, she's a nitro booster. I got it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Can't uh, next, overuse her, though.
1: Next team is Harley Quinn's team Ooh, from Harley that's Quinn. That's a good crew. You got... Harley Quinn doing acrobatics. you got, uh got uh, Poison Ivy, plant control. Very a powerful. a very
0: mixed metaphor.
1: <laughs> you have uh, King Shark and Clayface. Those are the muscle. Mm-hmm. You got Dr. Psycho. He's, uh, he's not for children.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
1: <laughs> and then uh, final team, you have the Hunters from Hunter x Hunter.
0: Okay, okay. So
1: you've got Gone Freaks. You got Killua. Mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna give you kurapika
0: and know, uh, you can
1: you can keep kurapika <laughs> and the wild card you got leorio god
0: i love leorio
1: and it's weird because like they don't really fight as a team a lot but they're all in the intro so i'm gonna count them as a team
0: yeah i'll i'll count them as a team they they did do kind of like a, a tournament style thing in the hunter exam and they all fought for that so i guess what kind of team fight is this is this just five on five is it like single elimination what do
1: we got I I think, you know, if, Marvel if we try to do Capcom style can know, they if tag, you know, we could do this like the Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament where it's like one-on-one fights and you get eliminated. I okay. I feel like that would take forever. Okay. Although like we could do like one from each team, you know, free for all it and just rack up points. Um or we can just say like this team versus that team, just gut check who's who's coming out on top.
0: Let's do let's do team versus team like uh like you were saying. So
1: right. Outlaw Star versus Harley Quinn's team.
0: Okay, so Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn has the advantage of muscle. Mm -hmm. However, Outlaw Star has the advantage both in technology and experience. Now, Poison Ivy can deal with technology, like she's good enough for that. But um, I think that she is effectively neutered in, you know, in in the um, in In the the air. In in yeah. the future, in the air, in space, these are all places that Gene would want to be. So you'd have to catch him at a bar or something, which granted is not like the hardest thing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, but
1: the whole team has to be there, right? And they're they're usually mostly like in transit from one, you know, fight montage or another.
0: Yeah, you've got the Kataro Kataro warrior, you've got uh the ninja woman. They'll buy him enough time to go get to a spaceship so he can wreck shit and he's also got his magic bullets if uh to counter um kind yeah, of Yeah, that'll
1: a, that'll go right through a psychic shield.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, in universe psychic shield because they also had space wizards. Yeah. Which totally made sense.
1: That could mean that could mean anything.
0: I think outlaw Star wins on the benefits of teamwork. Like they're yeah, just they're more cohesive. They they yeah. they, uh, they follow the chain of command fairly well like Obviously, they give Jim sh- or they give Gene shit, but he's still the one piloting the course, calling the shots at the end of the day, and they all back up, back him up. Mm-hmm. So okay. I can see that.
1: Give it to him. All right. How about uh, Harley Quinn's team versus uh, Hunter Hunters?
0: Oh boy! Yeah. So it's just strong people versus strong people. It seems. And
1: we got Chain Boy. I
0: kind of don't.
1: Kilo- kind of seems like he would join up. <laughs>
0: I don't know what kilo
1: would. <laughs> I, he's got to stay by his good boy gone. Mm-hmm.
0: So, let me think. Because they both have a lot of bruisers, right? And mm-hmm. because of Nen training, uh, you can block a lot more than you think you should be able to. You essentially have midi chlorians and can like fight at greater resistances. So, Harley so Quinn say- and her team kind of exist in a world where
1: bullets and biting someone's head off does just that. I, let's say you know, Gon and Kilua, they are the Bruisers. They can take on King Shark and Clayface.
0: Cropercon um, how... and and Poison Ivy kind of cancel yeah. each other out. I think.
1: Yeah. So how's 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 Leorio going to do against Harley Quinn? That's that's the real question here. Poor, poorly, <laughs> no, poor, very poorly. Uh,
0: yeah, I think I think we probably. I think they just get outmuscled by Harley Quinn's crew. Harley Quinn's crew does have the advantage of numbers. They're mm. equally inexperienced, so that's not as big of an issue. So. And, and
1: remember, the you know, Hunter Hunter went on for like 150 episodes. Harley Quinn's team is still in the early levels of their power creep. If we were to scale that, like Gon just found out what Nen is, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he used all of it, including some from the future. Yeah, Well, you know, it's kind of hard to describe, but I think you'll find. <laughs> we if did you a whole episode time on how fucking weird sense. it was, guys.
0: So, yeah, Harley Quinn, I think, wins that one. Just pure numbers.
1: All right. Uh, what about the Hunters versus the Outlaw Star? Uh,
0: okay. Hunters versus Outlaw Star. So, Outlaw Star crew is definitely more experienced Definitely more technological, but that's not really going to get in the hunter's craw because they deal with bullshit on a regular basis because of Nen and they just adapt yeah. on the fly. They had to deal with a, a god ant king who uh, got nuked by a, you know, psychic Buddha statue <laughs> created by an old monk.
1: I, I'm, I'm imagining, like, Gon doing his rock, paper, scissors against Gene. And Gene's like, okay, I got I got distance, I can line up my shot, I got time. And then Gon just hits him from a distance with the scissors. Like, how does that work, buddy? Gene is used to gunfights,
0: Yeah, is the thing. So he he's comfortable operating at distance. So I think this one's going to come down to... He, he brought a gun to an anime fight. <laughs> I think this one's going to come down to, can the Hunter's crew close on the Outlaw Star crew? And I think the answer is no. Like, they can't do anything long distance. You have to get up in their business in order L- to do L- L- anything. he has got
1: the spirit punch. Although, he, you know, that's just one and, he, and he's kind of one and done.
0: It also comes out of the ground, which, again, they're airborne. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think this actually goes to Outlaw Star. They they have the range and, um, you know, oldest truism in war. Yeah. Hit them top, when you, they can't numbers. hit you back. Like... The, the, it's just a different technological era, and uh, hunters don't have a w- lot of ways to counter that.
1: Yeah, and of of the teams, you know, the Outlaw Star looks. Although after I guess they do, other.
0: they do live in a world with guns because of the uh, the one uh, Phantom Troop arc, right? You mean that guy
1: with like the uh, the gun hand? I don't know
0: who I mean, man. There were so many of them.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're they're you know, they're looking out for each other.
0: They're also like more used to JoJo fighting.
1: Yeah, and, they're used to some bullshit coming up.
0: Yeah, they're used to their fight being a metaphor or a volleyball match, <laughs> or you know, uh, oh my god, why didn't I use the uh, the knuckles uh, uh, credit card Pokemon for um for our intro,
1: whatever that <laughs> thing what? was?
0: <laughs> you remember he's he's the Mister Knuckle or whatever from Hunter. He's got like that. That, uh, that credit card thing that floats around enemies until they go bankrupt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course we do that. Uh, so they're used to a lot of bullshit, but I don't think that they're used to, like, literal, like, ranged dogfights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I give it to Hunter Hunter. Or, uh, Outlaw Star. <laughs> it's all anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I give it to some fucking anime. Yeah.
1: Special guest mention to the Extacles. Looking good, boys. More than you bargained for.
0: All right. Next up, let's do uh, a question that comes from one of our listeners. Superfan Alex asks, what is the biggest, huh, in world world building? (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) So as he writes, the 2020-2021 season of the Cartoncast saw many impressive worlds to explore. (laughs) Some of them seem to have a lot of pieces missing. Mm hmm. Oh, do go on. First is Donkey Kong. What is this beef between the Kremlings and the Kongs? It
1: is so unexplained. It's a race war. Why? <laughs> <A> first race <laughs> war? It, it can't just be race war. Why can't it? Look at history. How much of it is just race war?
0: <laughs> it's like that one. Uh, what was the. Uh, I feel like it was a Simpsons bit where a crocodile ate a gorilla or something. <laughs> but maybe I'm making that up um also that's new world and old world monkeys in the same family they share a surname good lord
1: well yeah there that's that's just good old-fashioned american incest is
0: it is it good (laughs) and old-fashioned
1: two separate questions (laughs) yeah
0: um second is outlaw star again because there's just so much going on in the world and almost none of it is integrated and it's just jammed into the plot why is there a naked woman piloting a, a spaceship what is this like galactic convergence thing that they're trying to get? Do you even remember what it was called? It was like an like the infinite source. Oh yeah, it was. Uh,
1: they called it uh, Space One Piece, I believe.
0: It was something <laughs> akin to Space One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on with magic bullets? What was going on to these wizard sorcerers? <laughs> okay. Going like with with their crazy dragons coming out. Like they they mm-hmm. have their own organization and they like never come up yep uh so uh, what was going on with that cactus like it's just a (laughs) lot of
1: bullshit okay and how about third
0: third is fire breather and as was said many a time in the episode there is a lot going on here that was left out or more worryingly ignored Mm -hmm. case in point the coolest thing in the whole world kaiju there was apparently a history with them doesn't sure. come up a lot for a show about it for a movie about uh that history yeah the, 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 instead they had to have two separate dance sequences get interrupted so
1: <laughs> well that's that's just that's just bad writing
0: <laughs> well okay but uh yeah
1: so okay that's, that's so them. so what's the, what's the category called biggest huh in world building Well, the biggest huh not in world building is when the movie Fire Breather ends and we're just treated to the best of Anthony Kiedis and and, uh, Flea. Oh, my
0: God. I forgot about the chili pups peps on the lead out.
1: So So for Star, I think it's not so much that the world didn't make sense. It's that they didn't explain it. Like, I was willing to believe that it all, like, fit together. There's a source book somewhere. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's the great, uh, you know, it's the uh, Pirates of Dark Darkwater uh, uh, effect where like, yeah, there's a lot going on here. The source book takes care of all of that. Like right. it fits it together.
0: <laughs> well, if you wanted to liken it to a One Piece, in One Piece you have human-animal hybrids that show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do have like an in-universe explanation. And it's like, they probably ate some fruit, some weird fruit that did that to them. What's the explanation in Outlaw
1: Star? Maybe some combination of magic and or uh, technology. Yeah, but they introduced that concept pretty early on, right? Like the idea of magic in space and space wizards. Like there's not really a lot of huh moment because we're we're thrown into it in media res and we don't have enough time to adjust to, okay, we're doing a space, you know, gangster thing. Before they, you know, drip in all the other stuff. So I didn't didn't have a problem with that. I just thought it was boring.
0: It's kind of like when you have a heavy night of drinking ahead of you. You pick up like a big old roll of bounty and just Mm -hmm. like put it right next to your workspace. I I know I'm going to make some spills here. (laughs) Better I have this right now and be able to clean it up on the spot.
1: Put down the masking tape. All right. Now there's wizards on this side. There's tech on this side. <laughs> I'll pull up the masking tape and like, okay, they're nice and separate, right? <laughs> but, uh, okay, so Fire Breather. Yeah, this this had some problems because they teased. They teased a cohesive little bit. They teased those, <laughs> They made me think that they had a plan, but they clearly didn't.
0: They have that cool poster and everything.
1: I know. <laughs> And they have the girl who's, like, fascinated with kaiju, but then as, she, as soon as she sees one, she's like, no, gross.
0: Remember What's-His-Face's main friend whose dad worked for the CIA and
1: lived in the middle of nowhere Kansas? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that's definitely a big haunt from, like, every new piece of information received. Like, none of it fits together. Right, yeah. They just know, like, these are the bones of a cohesive story.
0: And unlike Outlaw Star, they don't have, like an excuse they can point to which is like the hmm. world well, the world's very expansive and there's many different factions vying for the one piece here no kaiju humans we're gonna talk about <laughs> it no we're not gonna talk about it that was a joke the weird de- the weird kaiju hierarchy that the that the dad six uh like some 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 neophyte kaiju on uh yeah. on his son which he didn't do for 16 years, and now wants to do because there's some sort of like royal lineage, but he doesn't actually want it to happen because he rescues him later, and also is cool with getting contained again.
1: Yeah, and they they, they clearly put a lot of R and D into these force fields that do nothing. Well, well, he's a very big kaiju. Oh, that's
0: honestly. why. You, that's why you needed to seduce him.
1: Yo, yeah, and that's another thing. <laughs> like right off the bat. So, um, what was the third? Oh, uh, Donkey Kong.
0: <laughs> Donkey Kong and whatever the beef between the Kremlings and the Kongs are, which it sounds like you have an explanation.
1: I mean, if you have two completely different species occupying the same ecological niche. It's just the odd couple. It's not the odd couple. It's a race <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's like in uh, the Doctor Who, right? We have the humans and we got the Daleks. You don't really need to wonder why there's murder afoot.
0: I, I suppose that's true.
1: <laughs> um like if but if you take out that aspect, if you're like why are they all here? Like if you go one step back, it's you know, there is no explanation for it, but you're you're not No, there there's is. there's no plot that there, hinges on it. Like their it doesn't matter. the ecological
0: niche is the crystal coconut, which is another huh in world building.
1: Now that that's the bigger problem because but it doesn't. Do those do anything. cancel each other out? <laughs> like does the
0: one explain the other?
1: The the, the degree to which my suspension can be disbelieved or reverse that, um, it's just it's just a lot easier to deal with in Donkey Kong, you know. <laughs> like I'm fine with it. Just be like the easy answer can be the right answer in in Fire Breather. The easy answer that they try to do goes against the other easy answers that they tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna have to go with Fire Breather on that one. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. Cue the peps. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the <pass. laughs> Bring out the girls. <laughs> uh. All right, Zane. What's next? <clears throat> well, Ben, this is this is a new and hopefully not recurring segment, uh, cool. uh, category. I, I don't know what I'm actually going to call it, but uh, my working title is "These Are Some Nazis." So, <laughs> so we had a, we had quite a few <laughs> things going on here where um, quite, a, quite a few shows where there were like some clear or not so clear connections to authoritarian or fascist uh, political systems it's,
0: it's the problem of our podcast it not, maybe not a problem but just a facet of it is that it, it <laughs> oh, it's is, not a feature it is, well I mean like we are rapidly changing beings we're influenced by the world around us and the world around us has been going in some Nazi direction which sucks Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it definitely showed up in her podcast a few times. Yeah, yeah, so
1: use these shows to identify (laughs) the symptoms. (laughs) So, um, they all kind of, these three shows kind of take on different aspects. So, from Outlaw Star, uh, the Katarl Katarl clan, which, as you say, is an expressly racial supremacist organization. They are. But instead of the Aryan race, it's uh, Catgirls. Yeah. is, Is that more wholesome? I don't know. That's a a that's a that's a question that (laughs) one one could ask. Um, next we have the Sukasa Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, so here we have a clear expression of the Ubermensch ideal. Right, We're, we're using a rebirth narrative to justify our nationalism, and we're murdering defenseless people for imagined crimes.
0: Not merely defenseless, but on the side of progress, both cultural and also technological. Book burning, for instance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't have science because that leads to, you know, muddying uh, the human enterprise. A
0: super weapon which could uh, single-handedly win the war, yes.
1: Yep, yep. Watch season two. (laughs) God damn. And then finally we have the Daleks. uh, This classic uh, totalitarian enemy which sees power as its own goal. Uh, It pretends to work with other groups until the illusion is no longer necessary and then they turn on them. And you don't Necessarily see the problem until there's a bunch of them there.
0: Hmm. I I I do like the Daleks. Now, the history of Doctor Who spans back from what the 50s, maybe earlier. It's pretty early on. Yeah. It, it's it's a very early uh, syndicated show, possibly the longest running in existence. I think. Yeah. You know, because there's so many different incarnations and different flavors of Doctor Who. The Daleks. You know, the, I think that they were designed as Nazis, almost. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that was the idea. Or or maybe not as Nazis, but definitely as racial superiority people. Uh, I mean, like, the, the Doctor Who's ripe with those. The Cybermen, uh, Sontar Ha, whatever those guys are. They, like, but,
1: but I think the Daleks is kind of the Ur example, right? Like, you have, oh, it's, it's this thing where we need to both fear them and make fun of them, right? They have... They have a gun. And, you know, it's like Phil said, you're like, you need a thing to grab and a thing to shoot. And that's really all you need.
0: <laughs> it um it gets especially spicy in the ninth season of Doctor Who with Christopher Eccleston, where mm. uh, there is a Dalek emperor. And he is treated as a god. And all the Daleks suddenly has a concept of blasphemy. Yeah. Do not blaspheme. It's like When did you learn blasphemy? Like, that's not a concept that Daleks know. Usually they're oh. <laughs> stripped of all emotion. Which yeah, but then they work. found a Fuhrer. That, yeah. Well, so there's like a different couple different ways you can take it. Yes, they are racial superiority uh, characters, but like they are also kind of stripped of all emotion in 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 that in that way. Yeah, so and the,
1: the explicit genocide angle.
0: That that is also true, but like the anti-emotional angle, I feel like is 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 antithetical to the authoritarian uh,
1: thing. i mean this is this there is a propaganda angle here right like the enemy has to be faceless in order for us to properly uh hate them
0: that is that is true so yeah daleks are are a pretty good nazi uh, as as they go um so so
1: wait what is the criteria for success here (laughs) These are some Nazis. The, okay,
0: uh, just 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 dealer's choice. Got it. <laughs>
1: just dealer's cho- like. I'm sorry for creating this category, but we
0: kept popping up. Well, I mean, like, hey, you know, like, if it's there, um, Sukasa Empire, their society it's a is a bit bad. more subtle. I don't know if it is. Like, I mean, their society is bad. They're stuck in the past. They want the world to look like them. The strong and you know, morally pure. Sukasa's yeah. world It's not mine.
1: The people they're killing aren't people, they're statues.
0: God damn. That, there's actually a lot there. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, what's the third one? I got uh, I want to put that to the side for a second. That really read to me like Nazis, Zane. <laughs> I think the Nazis would not work with others who are not Nazis. Like I think the whole faceless, uh, the enemy is faceless kind of thing. The fact that, well, the qataro katara Empire doesn't mind mixing it up. Well, I guess the Axis I, I, powers had, like,
1: yeah. you know,
0: Ger- German people working with Japanese people. So, like, well, I don't know, man. They
1: they did. Like, the the big, like, one of the reasons for their rise to power was, like you know, being seen not as this power-hungry genocidal organization, but instead looking as, like, you know, we're just law-abiding, you know, we're going to work with the business owners and keep stability and all that. And I think, you know, you can definitely see that in in all of these to a degree.
0: I guess, yeah, damn. It's
1: unfair to put this to you. It's really more of a thought experiment than a category.
0: (laughs) Saying they're all really good Nazis. I don't know, uh... I think I will give it to the Daleks mm-hmm. simply because they were kind of designed as Nazis, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's more clear connections there. Like you can definitely see alternative ideologies. Like in Tsukasa, you know, you can see this sort of return to nature as sort of like uh, maybe like a like an eco terrorist sort of thing. You could see it.
0: Yeah, that that's that gets into some moral grayness that I don't really care to discuss.
1: Daleks, there's really the only the one read.
0: Destroy, destroy, yeah. Uh, They they only have the one line. They only have the one function. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) Yeah. They they have shoot and march. Like they are designed as soldiers for extermination. Like it, I I think it's gotta be
1: Daleks. Yeah. And, and I think it's, like... These are all fine Nazis. They have a long history of the Daleks being there. Yes. Um, you know, and they ha- they've they had a lot of time to develop that idea.
0: God, I, that one god emperor, the Daleks, with the blasphemy, that's such a good kind of cap on it.
1: Yeah. On and like discussion. I said in that episode, like, I didn't realize how terrifying these guys were until I, you know, saw them all get together and start screaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, horde mentality kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's uh, let's let's get back to the uh, lighter stuff. What do you got next? Next up, Zane, another reoccurring category,
0: best intro. Hmm. Now, uh, I had to look back on this because I forget about the intros a lot of the we, time. We
1: didn't do a lot of intros this year. They're compared designed
0: to, normal. to be forgotten, uh, and a lot of the, yeah, we did a lot of unshelled segments because I, Zed, you remember uh so yeah, yeah it's come up it's come up a couple times uh also the world is a hellscape don't know if you uh don't you know if anyone caught wind of that yeah we, we don't we try not to talk about it it's... i try to talk about it i like normalizing it josh got mad at me <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah so best intro best intro that we've done first up code Oko yeah (laughs) (laughs) woohoo! that was so fun we now we we had um how did we get into that we had (laughs) alex on and um we just kept on i don't remember when the song came up but i really like the idea of doing uh jeremy's terrible voice and having (laughs) to continually do it by going back in time and redoing it again and again and again
1: I, I really liked uh, the process of coming up with that one because, like, we had to show someone who re- who you know con- conceptually respects us in some way. Yeah, uh, we, ju- we just pulled how, the blind um, aside. Yeah, we just pulled, pulled that curtain aside. that process is, and we were
0: actually two Doctor Wizard of Oz's in a trench coat the whole time. Yeah, what stacked on top of each
1: other, like side, side to side. To side. Yeah. yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll note that the, the curtain is wide and not tall.
1: That makes sense. You're welcome. I hate it.
0: Let's do that as the conspiracy theory. No. Um so that's the first one. mm mm-hmm. uh, second one, Word Girl. Another guest oh. comes came on the
1: show. Yeah, Josh. Uh, and we and we had uh, the can I have a word skit.
0: So we did a game show, and because we did a game show, I immediately thought Celebrity Jeopardy
2: yes. with Sean, Sean Connery, Connery.
0: <laughs> uh which was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I don't remember what the puns that I made were, but I'm sure they were sexual. And this little Spanish flea in the background is, you know, it always gets <laughs> that me. Such good, that is such good game show music, though. <laughs> just, just just, vamp, vamp. For how long? I don't know, half an hour? Just go.
2: <laughs>
1: okay.
0: It's also really good uh, We Are Experiencing Technical Difficulties Yeah. music. <laughs> That's a really good one for it.
1: It's a higher energy girl from Impanema.
0: Yeah, that that uh, yeah, I I would take it over, girl from Ipanema.
1: Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Final, Not if I was on an elevator. If I got stuff to do today. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. If it, if it's only the six seconds, I take it over, girl from Ipanema. Yeah. yeah. Third one is Donkey Kong Country.
1: Oh, the the Congo Bongo. Uh, what were what did we do there? We we
0: did uh. You were Cranky Kong, and I was Iago from Aladdin, and we were just talking about the Horrible Voices Convention, and I was tr- trying to do my best Gilbert Gottfried the entire time.
1: If I didn't think that would destroy our voices, that would have been the intro for this year's Cartoon Awards, the Horrible Voice Convention. It went,
0: on, it went on a longer time than you remember, Zane. Uh-huh. Multiple minutes of me trying to do that, Hey, Yeah,
1: it just... <laughs> you you wouldn't let it go until you nailed it <laughs>
0: I just kept going so those and there are the were three. a lot of
1: rough voices in that in that yeah, show
0: yeah that is true not King rule though
1: King rule um yeah so I, I I liked the idea of code Lyoko's a lot uh where we're returning to the past just for like awkward situations it was kind of like that uh you know party game uh, uh or like uh, like wacky party improv game.
0: It sounds like an improv game that you probably have played at some point,
1: point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always it's always fun to bring somebody new into our improv things to like. All right, just kind of go with it. Well, you don't have you do a script. You don't have an idea of a dismount. No, you just just kind of go. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's. I mean, we we do tell people that we kind of make them up when we go. Like, it, this is this is something that uh, I don't think I've stated outright before. We try to continually do those skit things, not because we think they're funny. But just cuz like it's a good improv game to get up to snuff before we start podcasting in reality.
1: And and if one of them is funny, it's gravy.
0: Yeah, that's 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 bonus. We don't expect people to listen to this anyway. So bonus stage. That's uh that, that is straight up bonus barrel. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: it was in my head. Fucking swanky kong trying to swindle me. Two coins with a possibility of gaining three. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up, you asshole. I've been I've played three card Monty before, three barrel Monty before. Bring back Bluster. <laughs> he just killed him and stole his hat. Anyway. So, so that's uh, a weird take, but go on. I don't think um like like it wasn't uh, it wasn't a very tight intro, like uh it's always hard to to do that. And mm-hmm. but I think the um your your vo- your vocal performance as Jeremy, and the song choice the really song. that's <laughs> did that's a what lot.
0: really put it over the top because we knew the we choice. were going to do something, but for it to be something that we talked about in the first few minutes of the episode, and then we're just like, oh, that that's what we should do. Sometimes <laughs> well, things just work out so
1: perfectly. I don't know why it's so entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the um, the end of the episode, the end just of that episode, I was.
0: I was very proud of my editing for the end of that episode. It's not bad. We're we're going off on a tangent, but we're just jerking each other off anyway, so I might as well brag, um,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: where I cut up the actual song and spliced in your (laughs) lyrics to it instead
1: of the regular lyrics. (laughs) I'm
0: going to have to listen to that again once we get done recording, because that
1: was great. Uh, It was quality. Uh, That being said, I think I prefer the word girl one uh, more, Hmm. because, and and I think that's going to win, because one... Uh, Josh giving a very good Bo Handsome uh, impression. Bo Handsome. You ha- we, we nailed the like cadence of that interstitial from the word girl uh, really well with the game show music. And with your Sean Connery celebrity Jeopardy and my like, oh, an actual child. Like, what if we didn't like record 50 children and pick the best one for the show? What if we just picked up the first one? <laughs>
0: But I think the cherry on top of that whole process was that you guys didn't realize I was going to do the Sean Connery thing yeah, going in. That
1: was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and you just it, like we kept interrupting each other <laughs> like yeah. forcing Josh to be the one to wrangle us yeah. is a really nice like thing you can only do once you're comfortable with a guest.
0: Absolutely. And thanks so much for coming on the episode for that. That was great and we would not have seen Word Girl otherwise and I'm glad I did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Huggy. <laughs> you're, just, you're just malice toward this monkey getting at your residual uh, Bobo, you know, hatred.
0: I, I'm sorry, man. He just, he, he got me.
1: What can I say? Huh.
0: We, we got to retire monkeys.
1: Well, uh, in, like, in, <laughs> just Can you say that in a way that's not going to get us put on a watch list? <laughs> like...
0: I actually don't think I can. <laughs> and I choose not to.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Uh, so one of our uh, interesting unshelled episodes this year was the one where we took video games and imagined what they would be like in a cartoon. I remember this. Well, today, I want to flip it on its head. What would be the best cartoon to turn into a video game? But Okay. So I have uh, three cartoons here and my conception of what they should be as video games, and you tell me which one you think mo- sounds most appealing, which one we should greenlight.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I'm game. Let's see it.
1: <clears throat> now, I'm going to have to discount uh, Oron High as a dating sim because it uh, already exists. <laughs> I mean, that's just too easy anyway. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's done. Uh, so first up, we have Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, this would be a survival horror puzzle-solving game. Yeah, like Catherine. Monsters, Monsters of the Week, Uh, they're all really memorable and terrifying in their own ways, Uh, kind of that slow burn thing, Mm -hmm. and the NPCs are all gaslighting you, like you don't know what to trust, it'd be kind of like an amnesia thing, but uh, maybe not quite as visceral. The NPCs, to
0: me, feel like Monkey Island characters, Mm -hmm. just like the the, the, the offshoot dialogue, that just nonsense (laughs) dialogue that just tells you, oh, we got a weirdo on our hands here.
1: Yeah. Oh, I became an ulcer in my own stomach. You don't say. Let me find some Alka-Seltzer to solve this puzzle.
0: (laughs) And it's just the two of them just talking to each other, talking about that problem. Yeah.
1: And you have a whole button just for, eh?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's really good.
1: (laughs) Um, Next cartoon would be Bobby's World, where you can go into Realm of Imaginations, uh, Realms of Imagination, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of a Psychonauts for Children. Like, you have a sandbox platformer, you can go into these imaginative worlds, and kind of, um, I, I don't know exactly what you would do in there, it's more of like a flight of fancy, you know, see where the physics gets you kind of thing. Okay, okay. You know, if you play Breath of the Wild, and you're like, uh, the the game itself, whatever, but the gameplay, like the physics of it and the interactions, that's what you stay for.
0: The, um, the-, the- the thing that it reminds me of is Persona because you do have those moments where you like parts of the game that aren't Pokemon or dating sim or incel simulator are, <laughs> uh, you know, you you going into a nightmare realm and kind of just doing just video gaming yourself until you find a boss, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a flip the
1: script. The,
0: the thing that I think would be better is um, it's kind of like a link to the past thing.
1: Oh, Where, you can go between like a like a real world, imaginary world. Yeah,
0: light world and dark world, or even um, I didn't I didn't play it yet, but Dishonored Two apparently has a mechanic for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of looking at the at the other side, so to speak.
1: Oh, like I go into imaginary world. There's a bounce pad. I hop on it. And now I can get to the cookie jar in the real world. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. That that could be a really fun puzzle solving kind of element. Yeah. I mean. You're kind of playing Chrono Trigger a little bit, or, or um, Day of the Tentacle. Well, man, you, I'm like, always
1: playing Chrono Trigger a little bit.
0: <laughs> Day of the Tentacle did that really well, where you're shipping items back and forth through time to help your other counterparts solve puzzles in their oh, time. Oh, that's
1: good. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah.
0: sometimes the... Sometimes the uh, and now I'm just talking about a game that I love. <laughs> sometimes the item in question is not usable in its current state.
1: You so, gotta like age
0: it. You gotta age it or freeze it by like putting it in a big pile of ice and then waiting a thousand years, that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah, it's very good.
1: And then finally, uh, Dragon Tales. This is a tactical RPG where you have a team of dragons that you level up and you get to explore the wonderful locations of Dragonland. This Tactical is like...
0: Tactical RPG. Yeah, like uh, a
1: Final Fantasy Tactics, but you have a bunch of dragons as like D&D character class dragons and all these wonderful places like, uh, you know, Dragon Basketball Court or the Weather Control or the Knucker Hole.
0: The Knucker Hole. Thanks for remembering that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, kind of, or a tactics game set in Dragonland. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like that would work very well, simply because every tactics game that I've seen really depends on a strong JRPG narrative ascent to something very epic. Yeah, I mean, it
1: it would have to be kiddier, like, oh, we can't return to the real world uh you know until we retrieve the seven dragon medals like that's pretty straightforward that's that's
0: totally much different though like i mean i guess i can envision like a tactics game that has lower stakes i've just never played one so it's hard to imagine um let let me let me posit a different way for dragon tales to go mario party
1: Ooh, you got a bunch of different
0: locations you got a bunch of one-off characters quetzal will hand you your you know dragon scales which are synonymous with stars power stars or whatever uh-huh yeah and you know bunch of playable characters they are all kind of
1: interchangeable depending on yeah what you yeah want. oh he's the big one. Oh, the, sm- the smart one. Oh, that one's toad <laughs> god they're all toad todd from mario zach is toad yeah yeah i get it yeah i kind of like that and, and that seems really actually like easy to do and it's it's tonally uh on brand as well yeah i think so
0: like the 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 pace of it is is so meandering and pleasant, you know, that I think mm-hmm. that that would fit.
1: All right. So we have Bobby's World Imagination Adventure. Mm-hmm. We have Courage of the Cowardly Dog Survivor Horror. And we have Dragon Tail's Party.
0: I got to toss out Courage of the Cowardly Dog. Um, you know, Resident Evil has shown us that comedy and horror can go together. I struggle to see it as a survival horror game that... Like the the emphasis is so much on comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it is, it is kind of Lovecraft derived where you, you can't actually do anything.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't really do any there are no stages. You're just that waiting you until really,
1: God decides to stop hating you.
0: I don't know exactly what about it doesn't jive with me, but I don't love it as much as the other suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um so Bobby's world with the imagination zone to help you solve problems, like a puzzle uh, adventure kind of thing. That's got some legs and not just from uh Webley Webley. Was that yeah, his Webley. spider's name? That's a very cute stuffed animal. I kind of want to have it. <laughs> I should look on Etsy after this. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. And it really leans on the strength of that show
1: yeah kind of we, seeing through the child's eyes and like put, putting yourself into the headspace
0: it'd be it would be like reading Calvin and Hobbes. I mean, I mean, i I already made the comparison when we talked about that episode, but the idea of in order to solve problem, I must see this as a child would like that's some really cool role play that would be that would be emphasized by the game
1: oh, like you could like you could have a like a bunch of genre toggles, but like to actually progress, you have to think like which of these is actually going to help me rather than just brute forcing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you have to view an entire bag of marshmallows as a power up and not as like an excuse not to go into work the next day. Like it requires <laughs> a child's mindset to, to really parse <laughs> what this imagination world is telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way, you could have the normal world not work on that child logic. So I, I think that that would really, that would really help. That would be very immersive gameplay, which might be what we're going for here.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I I like the idea of Dragon Tales being Mario Party, essentially. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably enough there for it, but I'm pretty into the immersive aspects of Bobby's World being a a puzzle solving, light, dark world kind of sim thing.
1: Yeah, it it allows the show to to inform the game a lot more absolutely and like
0: link to the past did a lot with just palette swap a bunch of stuff change up the music and bam it feels like the dark world imagine yep. what you could do in an imagination zone as opposed to real world like you it, it it would be the same thing as you're in an elevator and girl from ipanema is playing but you go into the fantasy world and watch out you're in an elevator and little spanish flea is
1: playing <laughs> that's not as big of a divergence as you might <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Howie Mandela is like a like a reaction YouTuber. He oh he is absolutely excised from <laughs> such properties. Yeah, it's Bobby's world. Howie can you know get
0: your leave. own world. Yeah, <laughs> kindly leave. Yep. Yeah, I give it to Bobby's world. Absolutely. All right, Zane. Uh, I got one category left. Okay. And it is the least note-taking required. (laughs) This is a show that we went in almost completely blind. Now, granted, this year had a lot of me not wanting to take
1: notes. Oh, Uh, yeah.
0: Anxiety happens like that.
1: Don't get me started taking notes. Uh... I don't wanna. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody
0: says, Zane, take a note, and you flip the table. Um... So the, the the three that I came up with, and you can insert whichever ones you recall not prepping for much, but um, the three that I remember taking almost no notes, Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> uh, because there was no plot, so that helped. There was nothing to unravel. That mm-hmm. that was pretty simple. Sure. Uh, unshelled Games to Watch, because we were just kind of, imagining what would a cartoon about a game be like Uh uh-huh uh so we didn't really have all we had to do was come up with them and then we could just kind of riff um and jimmy timmy power hour because we've done (laughs) both those shows
1: and that's it (laughs) like there was and we, we did those shows a long time ago so we've had time for them to saturate into our consciousness
0: i mean we 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 talk about things that look like Jimmy Neutron on a semi-regular basis as this is an ugly. Mm-hmm. And we've referenced, um, you know, the Jimmy Timmy or we, we, we've referenced fairly odd parents for a number of reasons. So so they're always kind of part of the formula. You know, Butch Hartman is never far from my thoughts in many <laughs> ways. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are the three. Mm.
2: Yeah. So I mean, uh, and this Donkey- doesn't
0: have to literally be—you don't have to like do a word count or anything, but just like which one was so vacuous as to for note taking to be on most unnecessary.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the it's it's tricky, right? Because we have a different process, and my, you know, how much do I think and how much effort do I put into the prep it can be pretty different. So for something like Donkey Kong Country, yeah, I took some notes because like. Oh, I've heard that horrible voice from Diddy before where Where did I find that, or like I gotta say something about this show <laughs> uh that sort of thing mm-hmm. whereas for the the you know games to watch, which was i you know I really enjoyed that episode, I did spend a good bit of time thinking about like what would be good and what would make sense um, I did as well I'd probably have to to scrape a bit further down for for a next for another round of that mm. Mm-hmm. But then Jimmy Timmy Power Hour was just like, we didn't even have to write down the plot because we watched it in small chunks, like Thank 10 God. minutes at a time. And we're like, we got it. We can't let this go on. We have to I, <laughs> I really dug that format, by the way. Like, I, I want to do more of
0: those in the future where we just like watch 15 minutes until we can't take any more, then record mm-hmm. some, then watch 15 more.
1: Really helps it go down. Uh, and we we did kind of a similar thing with Sonic as well, although that one was a lot more like freeform because that was the, you know that was a movie and not you know a horrible experiment played by, you know, the gods of Nickelodeon, <laughs> again yeah. Butch Hartman, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that one required the least effort on all counts. Um, but God, it was it was like pulling teeth, convincing you like no, this won't be horrible. Like we there was a lot of time in between deciding to do it and actually. <sighs> okay, we, we can't wait any Devo- longer. We <laughs> have
0: to devote an evening to this shit?
1: This shit specifically. <laughs>
0: yeah, and we were in the same building for when this happened. We were in the same yeah. place. So it was not that like, exacting on our schedules.
1: It was like, we have to do this so that we can do other things. <laughs> yeah, we just had to get it through. Just get it off the plate. That's true. Uh, but, but I think that one you know required the least amount of effort and note-taking for what ended up being a pretty solid product
0: yeah that was fun to uh, that was fun to talk about. I always loved hating on Jimmy neutron's uh, terrible designs.
1: Oh my God, he's just just awful.
0: yeah, his his proportions are all bollocks up. <laughs> all right, Zane, what do we got next?
1: All right, my last category here. this is another weird one, and I one that I'm not sure the best way to phrase, but this is the most interesting sex topic. Yeah. <laughs> so you could call it a treatment of, of sexual content. You can call it most weird thing to think about. It's I like to interesting think of myself as topic. a
0: treatment of sexual content. <laughs> I like that phrase. I'm, I'm going to give you it.
1: the treatment.
0: Parenthetical of sexual content.
1: So I uh, I teased this earlier, but uh, Fire Breather. We, we were led to believe that there were be some interesting logistical details on how Duncan's mom had sex with Bullock.
0: They, she tried to tell him. You get the she
1: f- threatens get, to tell us. I
0: get the feeling like she's always trying to brag about it. Yeah, I mean like... Like a fisherman would? Like the, the dick <laughs> was this, this big. big.
1: <laughs> oh, the scales. You wouldn't believe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically reeking of brine. It's kind of like back hair, but for kaiju. Listen, okay, so here's the cultural resonance. Like, yeah, I could have taken a lot
1: of that backstory, (laughs) and and we're wondering it the whole time we're watching. You know, like from the first intro cinematic, we're like, okay, so does he turn into a human? Like, does he? Is this like a dragon polymorph situation? (laughs) And we never get clear answers. Mm -hmm. The genetics alone, Ben.
0: I I I I struggle to fathom human plus thousands of times larger than human creates offspring that is human.
1: Right, right. The genetics like there's no way. I mean, it's like, like a I Chihuahua guess, and a and a large dog.
0: Uh, like a like a Skidian Whalord situation from Pokemon. Oh God. Where you can breed a cat and a whale together.
1: I guess I could blame this on Pokemon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second category, or second to uh, second uh, option. Mm-hmm. Or on High School Host Club, uh, the interplay of class, gender, and sexual identity in the brain of one Tamaki-senpai. <laughs> one a man senpai. so incapable of dealing with these issues that it's easier for him to project his feelings of fatherhood onto Harui than to question why this girl who doesn't act like a girl is more attractive to him than girls who do act like girls. It's so good. He's it's just, so
0: goddamn good i just got uh feedback from um i got i got feedback from stevie who thank you for writing to me mm. about this uh that that is currently now a part of your head canon <laughs> and i'm very proud of that so yeah but well, we're all so
1: sold much.
0: yeah i i i got to convert you over the length of a whole episode that that was actually the did, did, is chrissy a believer
1: yeah i mean she listened to our episode and she was like yeah i guess it's not how I would phrase all of that, but I'll I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So so Tomoki's sexual dynamics—they
0: are interesting. Yes.
1: And then finally, from Beavis and ButtHead, <laughs> the treatment so of sex good. as an abstract, like <laughs> like if sex was something you saw a trailer for rather than a base part of the human condition, like sex <laughs> coming to a store near you, That's August twenty twenty two and you can't wait you're watching youtube trailer analyses you're checking reddits for leaks like you want to know what is this you have no idea but you know you want it you know you know it's there
0: you know that you want it and that other people have it it's it's very much uh keeping up with the uh what's the, what's the what's the term what's the idiom keeping up with the 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 joneses
1: the jonesing yeah
0: keeping up with the jonesing weird joke i don't care continue <laughs> yeah
1: okay so what is the category again uh most interesting sex topic there is god damn there's a lot here dude um <laughs> i can't remember the first one fire breather yeah fire breather is, my, it's is the, mom getting down with a kaiju
0: i mean like that's not that interesting because it goes nowhere like they it's it's it's
1: you you put in all the work
0: well, it's only interesting if you assume something that I'm not willing to, which is causal consistency in this world. Mm-hmm. They did not do the work necessary to sell it to me that this was a source book that is not riddled with uh, holes and <laughs> exploits.
1: That's the problem we keep coming back to.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could munch it, You could munchkin this shit up if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not interesting because there's actually nothing behind it, even though... In isolation, I find the concept fun, Mm-hmm. but they they don't go anywhere with it. So, you know, wasn't wasn't a conversation that they designed me to have.
1: Yeah, e- easy one to get rid of. The other two, I
0: I actually don't know where to go with this. This is this is <laughs> tough. Yeah, or in like high school, the capstones to our year. I am so yeah, and I'm very proud of both of these uh, because man, because. You can read so much. You can go down such a deep rabbit hole with both of these. Or in High Host Club, Tamaki experiencing bi panic and his brain not knowing what to do with that because of the world in which he surrounds himself with. Not only is that just like a great, you know, this is how our society treats sexuality. And when we've like conjured that it's not a spectrum, that evidence that it could be a spectrum throws you into haywire, which you yeah. know, I've known a lot of straights that do that. So mm-hmm. that is very close to home. And like the inversion where it's like, no, he's actually gay, <laughs> but he's bi this first time and he doesn't know what to do with that. I think that that is really cool and speaks a lot to how our sexual identity it matters more to us than, what's, than how we have sex. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's such a interesting rabbit hole to go down.
1: It's it's a high level aspect of this, whereas the
0: alternative <laughs> Well I I think the other I think the alternative is is also a high aspect aspect. Cause like Beavis and Butthead, say what you will about the about the about the gentlemen uh that that go to that motel. But the moment that they're like, we're gonna score <laughs> and not only does one of them leave the room so they can do it alone they just start giggling and keeping all their clothes on.
1: They, yeah, <laughs> they don't know what it is. They just know that they want it. Or like when they they go in and uh, walk in on somebody else in a motel, and they're like, "Can we watch TV?" They, <laughs> like, they, they're in the midst of sexual it.
0: congress, and they're like, "Can we watch your TV?" Like they they don't actually know what it is, and the fact that like it really goes back into the the slacker generation being told what to want but not knowing why mm-hmm. like that is so beavis and butthead in a nutshell that it uh it it's sort of it's sort of transcendent
1: like yeah and i and i wonder like is the overwhelming power of their incompetence and and uh ignorance hmm does the you know because they're ignorant about a lot of things?
0: It's a commentary
1: that- on a generation,
0: and I don't think that you can see things like that and be. You, you have to try not to see it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like once Versus- you're aware that they want a the thing because TV told them to. Yes, they don't know what it is. Uh, that they want sex for a thing that is mostly status, so that you could say that you scored, and they, mm-hmm. they not knowing. Not knowing what it actually is, that's
1: god it's just so good it's fascinating and compared to oron we're like this character clearly has competencies he knows things but not this not this basic part of himself that he can't come to grips with and that expresses itself in so many bonkers ways well there's two there's two
0: facets to both of these i'm sorry we're spending so much time talking about cartoon sex but like i'm not sorry Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you did recommend High School Host Club to me, so that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> there's, there's two aspects we can kind of remark on both of these shows. The what does it say about society and what does it say about identity aspects. Mm. In Host Club, what it says about identity is that our sexual desires are so innate. They're, they're so important to us that questioning them is cause for alarm. Uh, to yes. speak mildly about it. And then there's also the societal aspect where he's been courting women. So he doesn't see sex as a part of the courtship <laughs> ritual. Like, they're distinctly dissected. Like, the idea, courtship and sexual uh, appetite are not even in the same axis. They're, they yes. they belong in separate dimensions to him. Yeah. Um, which Which they kind of are. But then you get over in Beavis and
1: Butthead, and the, there's the not fact, even places to put this. There's no boxes to put this they, category in. The
0: fact that they want it and don't know what it is is so good. <laughs> and, and they want it, it, presumably, purely to brag about. They they want it. They want a notch on their belt.
1: I don't even know if they get that far.
0: It, maybe <laughs> not. But like, it, it clearly is a thing that would be of value to them, even though they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So it also says and it says it says a lot about identity there, but then it also says, God.
1: So which of which of these you know just can you just follow down the rabbit hole of? Because I agree, it's it's a very interesting thing that it says about their society that it's they're they're so far removed from humanity.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think because the entire point of Oron High Host Club is teaching you. That these people who are not part of normal society need to be instructed on how abnormal they are. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there are are case study of (laughs) what do rich gay people think about, but you can extrapolate from there and be like, this is an out-group. They need to be taught the ways of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one aspect in which that is that is coming through. It's also with the class commentary about commuters versus rich people, but like they're kind of telling the same story. It's more thematically resonant. Beavis and Butthead is partitioned to a particular generation, which I think makes it weaker. Whereas or on High Host Club, I feel like is talking about a more uh, whole kind of human existence way we parse our identities through mm-hmm. our uh, sexuality so I
1: it, guess it's I think it that it's more interesting because you can see a real person going through that kind of
0: thought process absolutely uh, and like it gets novelty points for you know being about being a gay person uh, struggling with heterosexuality which I think is extremely cool mm-hmm. yeah it's a nail biter though like these are very very close <laughs> but I will give it to Oran High Host Club
1: very cool yeah, I wasn't sure which way you'd go on that one.
0: I think that the Beavis and Butthead one is just the high watermark of that whole thing. So it's stuck in my yeah, mind that, that, so that, that's concretely. The,
1: that's the best expression of these guys aren't society. <laughs> like these guys don't fit anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. That they're. I, I really love like they consume media so they know what they want, but they don't want to be anywhere part of society. So they don't have any conception of it. Like, that one also you could make a thesis of. Yeah. For sure. All right, Zane, it's incredibly hot. I don't know why we keep doing the Cartoni Awards in June, and I refuse to put the AC on for for you mongrels out there.
1: Me, mongrels.
0: You plural mongrels. <laughs> uh, but I think it's time to... Best episode?
1: Best episode.
0: Okay, Zane. Give me two of yours, and I'll give you two of mine. Uh, do you want to start? Sure.
1: Uh, so I believe that this episode, um, the f- my first contender, was really strong. We had a guest. Uh, we were all firing on all cylinders. We had interesting things to talk about, a movie with a lot of facets. This is a goofy movie. Oh, God, a goofy movie.
0: I uh, We recommended this to our, to our mom, and she watched it, and... Agreed with us on almost every point, so like, <laughs> you know, it's apparently watchable to somebody who does is not of cartoon sensibilities, which speaks a lot for the movie. But yeah, yeah our dissection of it was very, very. It was almost Osmosis Jonesian.
1: Yeah, because you know we hit the you know the deeper meanings of it. We we were able to analyze the comedy, the music, the songs. Uh, you know, Nick just uh, he's an old hat at the carton cast. He jumps in. We're we're right into it, and he loves. Um, and he loves a Goofy Movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, he loves Goofy Movie to the point at which he would be singing the songs from it and could I, cite lyrics back to me 20, pa- 20 years past when he would watch it regularly.
1: Th- this, this episode went so well that I was seriously considering having him back on for us to do an extremely Goofy Movie, the sequel, within the same cartoni year. <laughs> like- <laughs> that would
0: be so fun. We should do that at some point. If oh, only yes. to see how well the characters are uh, are treated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about
0: you? Uh, mine was also a movie.
1: But a very different
0: one. You know, we, we do this every so often. We look at a thing, what should not be, uh, and we found it enjoyable regardless. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> that Episode was like I I was definitely in a slump during that period. We didn't we were kind of dragging our feet on episodes. I will definitely take the L on that one. But I I remember hearing about this movie and being like, hey, you want to do this as well? Like we already we already <laughs> have our barf bags out from Timmy Jimmy Power Hour, so yep. you know might as well keep going. And then we watch it, and not only does it kind of meet all our expectations in a movie, it's it's got some really fun. It's got some really fun stuff in it.
1: It's, it's got, got good my topics. favorite joke of the year. It's got my favorite joke of all time. It's the greatest joke that's ever been made. That we've lost our minds when that happened. <laughs> it's the emails. Oh, it's it's. It, it was a really that that whole episode was a shot in the arm for for the podcast when we were yeah. kind of trying to figure out you know mm-hmm. various things, um, but like
0: yeah, we chatted about Mobius and and. <laughs> Uh, like and how they like the extremely contrived mechanisms by which they make a buddy cop or like a buddy comedy road trip happen.
1: Yeah, everything's so forced, and everything, every unique weird thing about Jim Carrey's performance that somehow works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fa- fa- fabulous episode, fabulous. Uh, really fun movie, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, second pick mm-hmm. for uh, best episode of the year. Uh, it was recent. It was one where we were also feeling like we were banging on all cylinders. This is Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> that was a fun one. A a lot to talk about. A lot of really interesting discussion about the sexual politics. The amazing characters. You know, just just the main two, and just uh, you know, if you ever wondered how off base an opinion we have to have for my wife to come yelling into the room (laughs) (laughs) that was really fun that's the one that's the good one and it was it was a really nice pleasure to to see that ben actually liked it
0: yeah yeah um and for my second episode that i think could have been a contender we have the unshelled segment early flash animation (laughs) I I don't know how you felt about this episode, but just, like, going back into it, like, I think that hearing it really delivers the, feel, the, the nostalgic feelings that we had kind of pouring through these pasts that were very important to us at the time and, like, definitely still circulating in my brain. And just kind of being able to just is, I don't know, you ever binge watch a TV show that you haven't seen in 15 years and you're just like, it, it resonates with... Oh, like Power Rangers? yeah it just it resonates with the person you were back then and you're like yeah i'm still that person i'm still a person who can appreciate this even though it's outdated and, and yeah. kind of crappy yeah um, and there was such variety in how good they were so i got to be very angry and very happy which is the hallmark of a good episode
1: I, i'm looking forward to the like mid-era flash animation 2006 to 2010 uh, edition that we do
0: <laughs> oh we're gonna, we're gonna do another
1: one yeah why not yeah um that's my second one well, if I had to pick one of those two and to you do. discount, uh, I think I would have to get rid of the flash animation one. It was, um, it was a good episode, but I enjoyed the process of going back and rewatching more than I enjoyed listening to us talking about them. That is, if, if that makes sense.
0: It makes sense, Zane. I,
1: I do think that we hit a nice spread, and I can appreciate it as like, oh, you know, somebody who's who's younger than us going and like. So what, just real quickly tell me, what were the big memes of that era? Like, I think we did a good synopsis, um, but I don't think it was one of our funnier episodes.
0: I'll I'll grant you that. Okay. What about you? Buddy, it's gotta be Goofy Movie. (laughs) I love Goofy Movie. It, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's, we just always have so much to talk about with movies that it's hard to, it's hard to uh, get around. It, it does
1: provide a boost. Um,
0: but, you know, we had... It was so... F- the movie was so good in, like, those deep ways that we enjoy talking about. And it was also really good in the funny ways where, like, we can go down a rabbit hole about Goofy's character and kind of the, 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 the nature of the plot and um, Nick's just overwhelming enthusiasm for the music um, talking about powerline, you know, powerlines we, we, music rocked. <laughs> it's we just had a lot of fun talking about it. It was just kind of a back to basics for the carton cast, you know? yeah, like, yeah, real classic. just got to marinate in all the really good animation, really good character work, really good music, and a fairly tightly plotted, you know, growing up story mm-hmm. with one's family. And I do love the Oran High Host Club episode. But um I think I just appreciate Goofy too much, you know? He's he's, he's a good dad. Yeah, it's a it's a year for go- like there are two kinds of dads. The kind that want to marry the daughters and then there's Goofy.
1: <laughs> Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Surely there's more. <laughs> I, th- I think you'll find. Uh, very nice. Okay, so if I had to pick between Goofy and Sonic, uh, who's winning in a fight? That's the real question. <laughs> um, so I think I think the Goofy movie won. There was a lot more like emotional resonance. We had that you know great back and forth with Nick. Uh, Sonic was just a nonstop stream of incredulity on our parts. <laughs> You know it, it, we didn't take those notes you know about the plot or whatever it was maybe like a, a word of like owl mother yeah. or like, <laughs> or like is that the guy from the cw um and yeah so that you know it's tricky because i think we took what was in sonic and like i i, I think we had more to contribute to the analysis of a goofy movie because anybody can watch the Sonic movie and be like, "What the shit am I looking at?" <laughs> There's so much there, but it's so good to do that.
0: <laughs> it is so good to do that. And if we're just, you know, rating it on a pure how much fun did I have talking about it, I think I would actually give the edge to s- the Sonic movie. Yeah. Just because, like, it, I I could treat it so unseriously, and it that's how it treated me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So like it's like how old are lower. you? Fifteen? Great.
0: Yeah, the stakes were lower. Um, the parts that I chose to engage with were great. Like the the fact that we we just pointed out all the extremely janky mechanics that they used to staple the sides of the movie together. Oh, cool! Two Quicksilver ripoffs.
1: Cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's how a that. Sonic movie would do. Trank them. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Olive Garden. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> Like the little things that you can just like point to and start cracking up, and yeah. part of it's the movie, part of it's us, and I think that was. Pro- I agree. I think that's our best episode of the year.
0: Yeah, the Sonic movie was really
1: good, and it's easy to recommend to people. <laughs> it's it's so fun, because like you you know you you recommend a goofy movie, and yeah, we do a lot of good stuff there, but you need to already be a fan of the Carton cast and know who Nick is and have our relationship with him.
0: There's a little startup costs to it. I do think that it is like.
1: It in is a, a top tier. Yeah, episode. in a
0: in a year without Sonic, I think that would be a, like, <laughs> a whole Grand Slam home run, no no contest mm-hmm. winner, but yeah.
1: But yeah, oops, Sonic. all Sonic.
0: Oops, all Sonic. All right. Zane, bonus episode. We got a bonus category. What, really? Yeah, maybe. Bring it. Because uh, it turns out that Alex, uh, bless his heart. He came up with a bonus category episode for a bonus uh, for our best bonus episode during the Ooh. year because we had a lot of unshelled this year. I don't know if yeah. you knew we didn't yeah, feel we did. like doing research or watching cartoons that we didn't know we'd like. Let's take a look at this. So, this year, the Cartoon Cast saw three unshelled episodes. The first of which, Hunter X Hunter, <laughs> where I just tried to explain. Just what? What exactly
1: did I just? What am I looking at here? This was
0: early in the pandemic, where I really needed something to binge, and boy, howdy, is Hunter Hunter something to binge! <laughs> I will say that about it.
1: These these good boys. And
0: you you knew the episode, you knew the show already. Yep. I did not. So a lot oh, of it yeah. was like I had to remind you. Yeah, one of the characters has an ATM follow the enemy around. And
1: they don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, tell that's them. that's another one where, like, the wackiness of the show, even if it's not a quote-unquote wacky show, does a lot for the recap of it. And, like, honestly, if we had put in, like, an hour of prep work looking up the history or, like, talking a little bit about Kilua, like, that would have been a regular episode. <laughs> There's no reason why it couldn't have been.
0: No, it very easily could have been. Uh, but I wasn't interested in Kilua, I was interested in Leorio, my dude. Oh, Yes. Second, uh, games to watch. Mm-hmm. This is where we posited what if StarCraft was a, uh, was a, was a, uh, was a Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of really interesting things. ideas here and a lot, of, uh, a lot of good music too.
0: Yeah. Um, and the final one is the early Flash animation. Yeah. Where we just kind of binged stuff that we grew up with and had a fun time.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I, you know, I've I've had an opinion on the uh, early Flash stuff, but, um, you know, between the two others, like, Games to Watch is a segment I could definitely see us doing again. Um, It just seems like a really easy, like...
0: Alex did comment that he really wants to see Keanu Reeves as Jim Rayner.
1: Uh, hmm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I
0: could see Keanu in anything, really.
1: I, I think you could literally take any male Hollywood actor under 40 and make him Jim Rayner. Like I don't think it requires any work.
0: Yeah, Jane Cobb, though. Yeah. The 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 lesser Baldwin, the the least ba- Baldwin
1: inferior. <laughs> um, I I think the Hunter Hunter episode by like that that's just a quality episode right there. <laughs> um, so you know I I would much rather you know do a. Uh, Another games to watch episode rather than like oh let's do a deep dive on one season of hunter hunter i think the hunter hunter episode was was actually like more fun that was the way to do it like there was too
0: much to do there was too much not to do a stream of consciousness
1: we 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 couldn't we wouldn't there was no organization i could do make it an episode it would just be talking about jojo's the whole time leave something out yeah because we have to leave a lot a lot out (laughs) I also got to do, um,
0: oh, that was the villain that I was thinking of, is Hisoka.
1: Oh, now there's a charismatic villain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely we, right. Yeah. Do we have to redact? Retroactive victory. Retroactive victory, because I don't remember what... Was. That was the Pegasus that I was talking about, by the way. <laughs> that was the Maximilian Pegasus that I had referenced.
1: All right. Uh, uh, audience, go and have yourself a... Uh, <laughs> Aces. On <us>. Hi. <laughs> that's, that's part of the supercut. Oh good, yeah. So you're hunter, you're, hunter. you're putting
0: it a hunter hunter. I can respect that. I'll put it there. Yeah. Um, I think that the actual category that he said was what was, was the most significant addition to the Carton canon. or oh, the Carton canon.
1: That I think is the games to watch. I think uh, that's that's an endless thing that we can dip into whenever we need to put out an episode fast.
0: <laughs> he agrees, but uh, in the in the um, in the interest of getting that hunter hunter theme in there, uh, I will arbitrarily change his question. <laughs> you... Alex, you asked, which one of these is the best Hunter Hunter episode? <laughs> I award it to Hunter Hunter. It was close. You can't fly <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> well, um, okay, then.
0: Yeah, that, and that... Was... That was it? It... We're that done was now.
1: the seventh annual Cartoni Awards. We hope you all enjoyed it. Please take home your, uh... Gift basket of an egg and some pants.
0: Yeah, Jimmy just left them all laying around. Jimmy Rayner, I mean.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Bo- boy's a stripper. I don't know <laughs> if
0: you knew. Man, Jim Rayner with like the armor with like the pasties over the armor
1: and a huge head.
0: Give me that bobblehead. <laughs> Give me that nudie bobblehead. <laughs>
1: I can't take you anywhere.
0: Can't we? Well
1: uh, Ben, before we close up shop, why don't we out? why don't we take a look toward the future and you tell me what nudie bobblehead we're looking at next time?
0: Well, Zane, we're talking about Mike Tyson mysteries.
1: <laughs> yes, good.
0: That's what we're doing. I have it is watched what an, will happen. I have decreed it.
1: I have watched an entirety of one clip. Uh, one one one-minute clip which is him just screaming like i'm freaking out i'm going into fight or flight and he like runs away and keeps screaming fight or flight but he'll like stop and deck people
0: What like the like the scene from anchorman where he like goes out of his way to push someone when he's freaking out yeah exactly it's just that it's just that okay that sounds pretty family guy but i guess we'll find out we shall see yeah say what's after that after
1: that josh has requested uh, another episode which i didn't have anything else planned so here we go we're gonna yeah, find a no problem with the guy <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find out whatever happened to robot jones
0: that is a that's a name that i recall that's what i a told you Show him. that i don't recall
1: well we'll have to we'll have to recall it by okay. watching it which I'll, is our mo
0: i'll, I'll try um Thank you for watching, everyone, or listening, everyone. If you'd like to comment on the part- Cartoncast for shows to watch next, or comment uh, on anything else about the Cartoncast, you or can go to Or games to, our to turn into
1: shows to watch.
0: We can, yeah, exactly. We can, if you want us to talk about cartoons to show, turn into games that turn into cartoons you can go to fancybat.com slash cartoncast and leave a comment on the contact page to tell us what to watch next or whatever. You can go to our Facebook page to leave a message. You can go to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating or review. And more than anything else, please tell your friends about the show. Audience, thank you so much for sticking Mm -hmm. with us. This is always fun. And I'm glad that uh, we have not one, but two super fans (laughs) to duke it out next year we need a third in order to make it a carton cast category right after which there will be only one super fan because i can only imagine that being a very divisive takedown of one (laughs) person who
1: likes us really setting us up for failure here. yeah i feel like my self-destructive tendencies are kind of coming out here (laughs) yeah well we've been we've been at this a while go go lay down in the ac
0: Okay, that that sounds good. I'm sweating like a like a beast. Um but thank you audience sincerely. Uh and everybody <laughs> who writes to us, we really appreciate it. Um and Zane, good news. I've decided you get to be my brother for another year.
1: Oh, thank goodness. It, it was, was tough to go the there pit. for a while.
0: Uh I I was trying to decide whether or not you we were going to be my brother or my husband do
1: yeah i i i mean then the internet's rife with his bondage <laughs> we can
0: yeah it's a it's a bear market you can go go so, on down to the shop <laughs> yeah so uh
1: congrats thank you yeah a lot of good fun do you
0: have anything else to go out on zane
1: oh no i couldn't oh i couldn't pass oh no <laughs> you get gone <laughs> Yugi, what's in that bag? Is it emails? I won't kill you because you're such a tender morsel. You're a good boy, Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to marry my daughter? It's <laughs> <laughs> coming a little bit Vic McMillan yell on me. end.